0: Take your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Now, don't just be sorry, think for one fucking second. What the, the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do. do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want, no, no! Don't shut me up. I'm sure. Am I gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down? In the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Uh-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer. What don't you get about it? <laughs> I was looking at the light. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Episode 23.
1: There's already like $7 million.
0: What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand?
1: Good toss it, good and taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, upperware parties, subculture, spill over, like a vulture carry over, counterculture push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's his hay's already been said? Leftover, pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing is pop culture leftovers. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. Your podcast will begin in
0: five, four, three, two, one.
2: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake and we're, and the, we're leftovers. the leftovers. And this is the Meet the Leftovers episode. So, we're finally hey guys. Yeah, we're finally going to get to uh, have our Meet the Leftover questions that you guys submitted on Facebook answered tonight. Uh, which is awesome. But first, I just wanted to talk, you know, uh, about how everybody's week was. It was uh an eventful week. Lessons yeah.
3: learned, yeah. trials and tribulations. <laughs> Lots of changes happening in my because of this last week, um, but yeah, uh, you take the good and you take the bad, and you have the facts of life, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Oh man, <laughs> you just made me think about my first crush, Mindy Cohn, Natalie. Oh yeah, I'm just of kidding. I'm kidding. It was Blair. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, Tootie got pretty hot there towards uh, in the mid '90s there too for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice
3: ponytails on that show.
2: Yeah. I never was a, never was a big fan of Joe, though.
4: No. no. Joe's a man, baby. Yeah. 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 I never watched that one too much.
2: Hey, well, uh, wasn't uh, Blair on... Yeah, I watched that season. Blair was on Survivor a couple seasons ago. She made it to like yeah. the, the final three, I think. She made it final three and yeah. then bombed
4: it on the final jury speech. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She was in shape. Doing
4: good. She yeah. was doing good for her age. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that, uh, man, she just looked like, uh, when I was a kid, I just thought she looked like Barbie or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lisa Welchel? Isn't that yeah, her name? yeah, that's her name. Yeah. Yeah, oh, good memories. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was Jake. more of a Growing Pains guy. <laughs> Growing Pains? Oh, dude, that's my show, man. Yeah, that's, that is the show. Yeah. But what happened to Kirk Cameron? Oh, man. Oh
4: that's crazy. Yeah.
3: Remember
2: back
4: then when uh sitcoms always had something real important they were going to say they'd have the disclaimer on before the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this episode's about drug use. Sit your right. whole family down
2: in front of Growing Pains tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. isn't it
3: shit's about to get real.
2: Isn't it? Isn't it bizarre like the one episode's a Gr- the one episode of Growing Pains where like uh, he dated the he was dating like the chick who was like the wild girl. She was actually kind of like a like Madonna was like her, pretty much yeah. she was a madonna clone that was dana plato who ended up dying of drugs oh jeez. Yeah. Wow. yeah uh she was Maybe da- that's da- what happened to kurt cameron well dana plato um she uh she was the uh, different strokes chick the one okay. that got all the drugs and then did the drugs and then she got involved in uh porn like light soft porn towards the uh-huh. end there and was addicted to drugs and died yeah that's crazy. Jesus, <laughs> yeah dude i thought that whole cast dude even uh todd bridges as willis got into some trouble with like the law and shit like that and, oh yeah and uh even uh gary coleman before he died i mean he got in trouble with the law got arrested and shit it's crazy Mary man bigger yeah crazy child stars dude conrad bain outlived two of those kids the old the you know uh mr drummond Oh jeez. Oh, he outlived Gary Coleman and Dana Plato. That's just wow. Yeah. He just passed away earlier this year.
4: I did not know that.
2: This is a little we're just veering. We're just going on a <laughs> this is just, Vampine. Yeah. How was your weekend? Oh it was pretty good. I had a good I had a good week. Um I was off this week for like vacation. I had my buddy over and like my girlfriend and uh she uh she's a veterinarian as you guys know. Um yeah. well she her her clinic that she works at, wow, I got there's sirens in my neighborhood. First, I that. My, yeah. my dog's going nuts, and now I got sirens going off.
3: Wasn't me. Well,
2: <laughs> seriously, like, what's going to happen? What the hell is that? I think the cops
4: are at your place, Brian. <laughs> no,
2: I was going to say the SWAT team is going to come running in here, but what the hell? Okay, uh, okay, my girlfriend, she's a veterinarian, and uh, she had. I'm gonna shut my dog up. Hold on, <laughs> jeez. Um, but uh, maybe we need her on staff. I think. <laughs> gosh, uh, I need a muzzle on staff. Um, but she uh, had us go to the zoo. She does work at the zoo too, and so it was really cool. We got like to go behind the scenes, and like I actually got to pet a penguin, which I thought was really cool. Whoa! Yeah. What and, did that feel like? Uh, it just I, honestly, it, it was really cool. I mean little tiny penguin, his name was Opus, and and she'd been treating him and things like that, and just got to pet him, and, you know, it's like, for a second there, I was, like, worried about him, like, pecking the shit out of me, but it felt like, it felt like a bird, I mean, uh, but it was just really cool, it was just like a little bird that waddles that you can pet, and it was just really neat, Um, and then I got to, I got to hold an armadillo, and uh, that was, I guess that was pretty cool.
4: As <laughs> cool. you said, the penguin's name was Opus after Bloom County, huh? Great name.
2: Uh, Opus, and she's worked on so. She's worked on Spider Monkey. She worked on a Spider Monkey named Quentin. Um, she's, she's worked on. Uh, I, she did. Uh, she did work on a Rhino a couple years ago. Um, wow. She's taken blood on a tiger. She's got a cool picture of like her like right next to a tiger. So yeah, that is pretty cool. She's got a cool job. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. She's Uh, probably got all kinds of cool stories.
2: Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like she takes a lot of her work home with her. She, you know, she wants to, literally, too, sometimes she takes animals home with her. Um, Like, (laughs) she's brought home ducks and, uh, you know, kittens and dogs and all sorts of different animals. Uh, Chinchilla one time. Wow. (laughs) and, uh, but she, you know, she takes a lot of it home with her emotionally too. And she can't, you know, save one or if it, you know, if an animal has just been mistreated and she can't take, you know, take care of them and help them. So yeah. there's a lot of things. She loves animals and that's why she does what she does. But, you know, it doesn't like, that doesn't like affect her performance. Like when, as soon as like, uh, it comes down to her, like performing a surgery, like an important emergency surgery, like she's got really steady hands. So... I've never, wow. tri- I've never tried to play her in a game of Milton Bradley's Operation, because I knew she would just kick my ass. I always had a problem with the Charlie horse anyway, and I know she would just yeah, like, yeah get in there and take it out, no problem. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, so yeah, there's that. So we're seven minutes in. We haven't talked about anything pop culture. Oh, shit. Eh, well. Growing pains, different strokes. Oh, oh yeah, sure. we did. Yeah, did. we yeah. did. All the important stuff. Uh, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to talk real quick. I don't know. I, there's a list out there. It's from what, whatculture.com. It was 10 actors that almost played Batman. You know, with the Ben Affleck casting, I thought it would be interesting yeah. to see like who in the past has been considered and almost played Batman. So there's a list of 10 actors uh, that almost played Batman. And uh, I just want to go through this list, and you guys can give your reactions. Um, okay. Some of them you probably have never heard. Some of them you might remember uh, rumors Uh, Number 10 was actually uh, Heath Ledger. Wow. Mm. So Christopher Nolan actually met with Heath Ledger about the project, saying he was quite gracious about it, but he said, I would never take part in a superhero film. But (laughs) (laughs) he was the villain. So he wasn't the hero, he was the villain. So I thought that was interesting. Can you guys imagine Heath Ledger as as Batman? Not at all. (sighs) Ugh. But yeah, that'd
3: be tough after
2: the Joker run, but I, I could see it. I mean yeah. he's that good. Now that we he'd saw he'd him as the Joker and pull it off, I mean why wouldn't he yeah. But the Joker's more interesting of a character in my opinion as far as like um playing that villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it just uh we all know Batman. If you can pull off a Joker, that's that's pretty awesome. And I, I I don't know, I I'm glad that they chose him. You know, at the time I was kinda like, Wow, that's a weird choice.
4: Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying he couldn't do it. I just have such a hard time seeing it at this point, you know, after the Joker fact.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see it now. Um, number nine is Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's almost been everything, right? I know. He was He was almost cast as Indiana Jones, but yeah. he, he couldn't get a deal worked out because with Indiana Jones because of his contract as Magnum P.I., so... Yeah, that's pretty bizarre that they're talking about him as Batman. So that would have, I my guess would have been he would have been 1989's Batman instead of Michael Keaton. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh number 8, Ethan Hawke.
4: Hmm. Good choice. Yeah, great choice.
2: I I'm not I don't think so. Not, not as Batman, not in my opinion. Really? No. Yeah. No. No, oh,
3: I think he could pull it off. Uh-huh. I think so too.
2: But he turned down the ro- the role because he thought it would hurt his acting credibility. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's made some great choices lately. You know, starring in Getaway uh, with uh, Selena Gomez. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. but uh, <laughs> the role it actually went to Val Kilmer. So that was that Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah. That was horrible. They just got worse. Yeah. Oh, they just uh, I, I could see him. I mean, he is a bit, eh, yeah, iffy, but I could see it. I don't know. I've just never seen Ethan Hawke as, like, the action star. I've never seen him do any choreographed action fighting moves and things like that. Maybe Training Day, but not – I've just never thought of him as – I never really think of him as Batman. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe Nightwing. I was Wing? definitely – Oh, Nightwing's
4: good. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of him more in the Nolan movies than in the Schumacher movies. Though, now that you say that, that's that's pretty awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he would in like the, yeah, yeah, he'd be better in the Nolan movies. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I still don't see him as Batman. I'd see him as something else. I don't know, like right. a a young Commissioner Gordon or something.
3: Oh yeah, that would actually be better. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. I, um, number seven is Johnny Depp and that makes sense because of his close relationship with uh you know tim burton i'm surprised that wasn't johnny depp at this point yeah but that's the only reason that that makes sense because he does not make a good um batman in my opinion
4: i agree no
2: they actually (laughs) talked they talked about him uh coming in for the nolan movies as the riddler but like nolan that nolan didn't start that rumor that was just like fanboys and stuff and then what's his name uh philip seymour hoffman he was rumored to be penguin there for a while before they actually settled on bane
3: right yeah yeah i remember that he would have been a good penguin i think yeah I, too i just i mean and depp depp as riddler was kind of exciting you know but it would have been it probably would have been too silly
2: yeah yeah i mean if that you know because like, you've just had depp do too many movies like you know like uh, him being tonto and him being willy wonka and Oh, now we've got him as the Riddler. Now it's just getting silly at this point. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't fit with the Nolan verse. So um
3: Yeah, sadly that's kind of his career anymore. Yeah. That's what he does, you know.
2: I know. And he's 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 actually a really good actor. I don't know. Oh, what, yeah. I don't know what happened. Um let's see here. Jake Gyllenhaal was actually considered. Yes. Uh he was backed by David S. Goyer, who wrote the you know, the Nolan trilogy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, we know Bale ultimately got it, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did, because it would have gotten really weird, because in that second film, we wouldn't have seen the same movie, because his sister Maggie got cast as Rachel Dawson in the season. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that that wouldn't I mean, she wouldn't have been cast, you know? Right. So that wouldn't have happened, and I'm glad that she was cast um maggie gyllenhaal was great in that movie she's i don't really think of her as like an attractive female lead i don't think she's very i don't know um i mean she's don't get me wrong she's pretty but she's just not like uh i don't know i just don't think of her as like the beautiful female lead yeah, she's not like a Hollywood starlet or anything. But that's good. We need that. I, I, I don't. You know, just like Meryl Streep. I think she's a great actress. I just don't think she's like drop dead gorgeous. And I, I think that's a. I think that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing.
4: No, I agree. And you guys probably already know this, but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal almost replaced Tobey Maguire in Spider Man Two.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he could have yeah. easily. Um. Let's see here. Number five. This is one of the worst ones on the list. They're just going to get worse from here on out. Um, (laughs) Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek and Fringe. Uh, (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I like him a lot on Fringe, but as Batman, no, no, sir. Uh Oh,
2: and then it would have just turned into a reunion for Dawson's Creek with Katie Holmes in that first Batman Begins movie, which would have been weird. Yeah, People would have been talking about that. Um, number four, this one's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Ashton Kutcher. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no. Oh jeez, dude, where's my Batmobile?
2: <laughs> am I sexy enough
3: in this? Am I, am I sexy enough in this?
2: I give. I uh, seriously, two and a half. What the fuck are you were you thinking about? Because that that's, yeah. Have you? Oh my god, two and a half men. I didn't like that show to begin with. Uh, me neither. Now it's even worse with him. Yeah. Um. And like this season, I I like was curious because that Angus T. Jones pissed off everybody with his like remarks about you know two and a half m- and men being like this evil show because now he's gone you know Christian on everybody and uh, to the point where he's almost I don't know I wouldn't say Westboro Baptist Christian but he's just kind of like you know don't watch my show it's trash and blah 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 yeah. blah blah you know like the same show that's been like you know feeding him for. <laughs> for a long time for the past nine years or whatever however long it's been and then he just turns on him and says don't watch my show it's trash and so now he's not back on the show now they've cast this chick it's two. it's still called two and a half men but they cast a chick she's playing charlie sheen's daughter right the show is isn't just, she like a lesbian too oh dude i have no idea i have no I idea think- I, I turned it off after like 10 minutes yeah, <laughs> that's sure probably is, a good idea. It's gone off the rails. It's like, n- like n- I don't know. It's like you, the only person you have on there is John Cryer because the guy can't get a job anywhere else. So it's like, right? Unbelievable.
3: Fucking Ashton. Yeah. No, I don't like
2: that. The only, okay, I liked him in. Let me. I'll be honest with you. I liked him in Butterfly Effect. Yeah, he was I liked good in it. That. I thought it yeah. was. A, I, I liked it. I liked Butterfly Effect, and then I liked uh, what the fuck was the other one? Is it The Guardian? When, I didn't see that. Yeah, I
4: didn't see that either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. I watched The Guardian with Kevin Costner. I actually enjoyed it, but that was at the time. I mean, that came out years ago. I was also in my twenties when it came out, so like my tastes have changed yeah. a little bit. Um, number three is William Baldwin. Yeah, so no. you guys. That's you, like Adam West or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, William Baldwin. Not not Alec. It's uh, well, yeah. It's yeah. not Alec. A little more serious. Well, I mean, it's—I don't know—it's just a weird choice. He's not a big name. I mean, he was there for a while when he did backdraft, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he had he had small roles and like he—well, he was the lead role in Sliver with Sharon. Yeah. So now he's just kind of like a, I guess a B actor. I haven't seen him do anything big lately. If maybe he's doing TV, I don't know. No. Uh huh. I don't know. I I'm glad that they didn't go with him. I. I don't know why. Would they have chosen him for the Nolan movies? Or was that be like in one of the... No, that has to be like one of the Schumacher films. Had to have been. To I been.
3: mean, I can, I can kind of see him back in that time period doing it. Yeah. It would be all right. Definitely not Nolan
2: yeah. material. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't take him that seriously, but... Uh, number two, uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, this comes back around with the Two and a Half Men, so fuck. Yeah. Uh, horrible choice. And he was rumored to be. Uh, I think he was rumored to. Uh, who else was he rumored to be? Iron Man at one time?
3: Yeah, yeah. Tony uh, Stark, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then number one, this one is going to blow you away that they actually thought about this. Number one is Bill Murray. Yeah,
4: yeah. I knew about that one. I, I wish that would have happened. Wow. <laughs> Are you. <laughs>
3: uh, why? Uh,
4: I, I would have loved to see seen Bill Murray's Batman. I, I think he could have pulled
2: it off. <laughs> no way. No. Not at all, no, no. maybe in like uh in an alternate universe, I would like to see that, but like in the real world, no, 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 I can't see peter vankman <laughs> no, yeah, that
4: was for the uh the original eighty nine Batman they were thinking about that before yeah. Burton took over, yeah,
2: <sighs> uh-uh, no. Alright. So yeah, that's a fun little list I just wanted to go over before we got rolling into the show. Um, That was fun. Let's see here. Do you guys want to do some news? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, One one story I wanted to go over really quick. Um, I don't know if you guys read this, but it looks like Detroit uh, is going to be getting a statue of Robocop. (laughs) What? That's awesome. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, It was actually a uh, back in 2011, uh, Detroit Mayor Dave Bing, uh, his his last name is a search engine. Um, But (laughs) Detroit Mayor Dave Bing received a tweet suggesting that Detroit make a RoboCop statue. And I I remember hearing about that, and then it just kind of went away. But the tweet resulted in a Kickstarter campaign that earned the support of over 2,700 people. Wow. Uh, A 10-foot model for a RoboCop statue has been completed by its designer, John Leonard. Uh, Just to give you guys an idea of the size for the statue, uh, RoboCop's left hand measures at 16 inches long and one foot wide.
4: Uh, that's awesome (laughs) Uh,
2: the model is going to be made out of foam and plaster and then will soon be bronzed Uh, it'll be a bronzed replica of the cyborg cop so John Leonard believes that RoboCop statue will not just boost tourism in Detroit but it will create a good image about the city itself saying I think it complements a lot of the other positive things that are happening in the city said Leonard
0: Wow.
4: All the positivity coming from Detroit. <laughs> I, know.
2: <laughs> I know. But, you know, uh, it looks like, you know, uh, Gotham, they're going to be filming uh, Batman, the Batman versus Superman film or Man of Steel 2, whatever you want to call it. They're going to be filming, filming the Gotham scenes there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's good for the city. It, it is true. very good for the city. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think that's cool. You know, um, I think there isn't there a real Rocky statue in uh, Phila- uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, there sure is. Yeah. I haven't been to philadelphia in years and i never did get to see the rocky statue i don't know when it was erected or put up or anything like that but i just think that's cool that that they're gonna be getting a robocop statue i would love to go there and get my picture taken by a robocop statue definitely yeah they'd make a great like facebook pic or some shit you know um yeah and there's like uh, in metropolis illinois there's the huge superman statue yeah Yeah. the superman statue is cool yeah uh, hey, uh, last week we talked a little bit about Michael B. Jordan um, possibly getting a role in Star Wars. And then we also talked about Independence Day 2. Uh, it looks like Michael B. Jordan is being eyed for Independence Day 2. And, Jake, you were right. it's called They're calling it Indes- Independence Day Forever. Yeah, with a title. four
4: in it, I, I heard, too. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking lame. Oh. <laughs> Now, no formal offer has been made, but apparently he's been eyed for a major role. Now, the rumor is that he's already met with the director, and the director really likes him. So there's speculation now uh, that he's playing Will Smith's son from the first movie, him and Vivica Fox, their son. Um, right. Okay. And that this movie is a kind of like a passing of the torch to Michael B. Jordan. Um, I'm just happy it's not fucking Jaden Smith at this point. Oh so. God! Thank God. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, Michael
3: B. Jordan's a great choice. Yeah,
2: I think he is too. I think that's a, that's a good way to kind of, I don't know, maybe keep Will Smith in the story for the people that do care and then also, you know, pass the torch on to like a younger generation. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it seems like Will Smith's kind of done with that, so...
2: I don't know why, though, because it's like, dude hasn't made that many good movies lately. He used to be, like, a $100 million guaranteed thing, like, back when, yeah. back when $100 million was, like, a big deal. But, like, he had, like, a slew of movies that were over $100 million, and then he finally, you know, he's finally made some, like, ones that haven't done so well, you know? And I don't know, a part of me would think, like, this might be a movie he'd like, to get into kind of like boost his career bolster himself again you know
3: oh yeah and working with michael b jordan would only make it better for him so yeah it would be a good idea man that guy's getting cast in everything
2: well it's like rumors at this point nothing's been official for anything i mean they're talking about him for like you know uh was it johnny storm and then yeah uh, like a role a major role in star wars and now a major role in independence day 2 i don't know it's like he's, he's got a bite on some of these
3: Oh, yeah,
4: for sure. He's got his pick of the litter there.
3: Yeah. 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 I'm happy for him. He's, he's a good actor. I Me really too. like him. Yeah.
2: So. I'm thrilled. I really like him as well. Um, you guys, uh, Jay, do you have anything for us, man?
3: Um, well, just a little, uh, you know, Walking Dead news. Everybody's anticipating that coming up and starting up again. Um, they're, the webisodes are going to be starting for The Oath. Um, these are just seven to 10 minute, just shorts that they do, um, in between seasons and stuff. Um, and this is, this is going to definitely tie into walking dead as well. So, um, if you've watched season in the past, they've done these before you, then they always tie it into the show. And it's just kind of fun because it's outside of the main group of the characters. It's, it's a, a different set of people, um, in a different set of circumstances. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be starting on October first. Uh, they'll be airing on YouTube, so you can check them out there. And um, and
2: they've done just, these they, with every season, correct?
3: They've done it with every season, yeah. and, and they say that um, this this year, uh, Greg Nicotero is the one who's doing them. Um, but he's saying that this is going to show. This is going to lead up to the most iconic image in the season so far. So after you see this, it's going to tie into the show. And he said it's going to be a pretty big deal. So it's definitely going to be some, something worth checking out. It's, it's going to be about – I think it's about a husband and a wife. I know it's a male and a female and just them trying to trek across, trying to get supplies and stuff. And I think they end up at a hospital where there's kind of this threat of this kind of weird kind of doctor lady. So – um and that's kind of what this new season's going to be um, doing, too, is that there's a threat with inside the prison. There's more zombies and, and all that stuff, too. But they're saying that after um, the the prison is doing really well, but now there's this new threat. And so this is kind of what this is doing, too. There's they think they're safe. And then there's this kind of crazy lady, you know, in, in charge of this hospital or whatever that they're at. So, um Sounds like a pretty cool thing, and uh, and uh, they're always really good. They 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 win a lot of awards. You know, they've won a lot of stuff in the past for their online stuff, streamies, and whatnot. So um, definitely check those out. October
2: first. What do you guys? We didn't. Did we even talk about the companion show that they're going to be making? I don't think we brought that up. I
4: think it got skipped over with us missing a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, is this going to be like a companion show? Like, it's going to be like the summer show like after the walking dead ends they're gonna have like this as like their summer event or is it gonna be like you know it's like oh you watch the walking dead and then like you know a couple nights later then you watch you know i don't know whatever the fuck this show's called
4: yeah the dead walking do do you guys know Uh uh no no idea
2: me either are you guys excited for
4: it Mildly,
3: I like having a break in between because it's too intense. You know, I don't. I don't need it twenty four hours a day. I think it's
2: too much. I mean, I think they need to slow down. I, I, I th- I'm kind of getting burnt out the way it is, honestly. And, I, and that may sound crazy to some people. Like some people think, like, oh, any more Walking Dead is just great. Just give me more. I love zombies. I love this show. But like, I think it. Like, the first season was great. Really enjoyed it. Um, you know, six episodes. Um, then it went on to the second season, which I liked the second season. And it, I think it was 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. And then the third season, like, they were like, oh, okay, let's go with 16 episodes. And I'll be honest with you. I think that last season was probably my least favorite. And, yeah, um, I agree. And I don't know. I, I'm really not that excited for the season four premiere as i've Mm -hmm. as i've been in the past i don't know if that's i don't know why but i'm just not as excited i guess maybe because there's a lot of other good shows on tv right now and i don't know i i don't want walking dead to get lost in the mix maybe i'm excited because i've just been i've been watching doctor who and i'm like i don't know maybe it's just like i maybe i'm all and now with the announcement that they're gonna have a companion show on top of all that it's just like come on how much do we need you guys, I agree. It seems like yeah. a fucking cash grab at this point. Like AMC knows like okay, we're losing Breaking Bad. Like, what's our big seller? Oh, okay, Walking Dead. Let's just have another fucking Walking Dead show instead yeah. of like trying to like replace it, replace these you know like Mad Men and Breaking Bad with other great programming because like okay, the killing got canceled and 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 things like that. Let's just have more Walking Dead because people like it. Right. Yeah, you're
4: exactly right, Brian. I mean, they're doing the same shit with Breaking Bad. They're like, oh, no more Breaking Bad. Now, so we need the Sal show. The Sal show and the Walking Dead spinoff. That's our new lineup. Right.
2: And every (laughs) show gets like a a, a talking show afterwards to like, oh, "Oh, it's because like, okay, we're getting ratings with this show, big ratings. So we'll have a show where people talk about it and it's kind of like a podcast, but it's on TV. So now we'll just do that too after the show and we'll keep all the people that are watching and we'll keep the ratings, so they won't flip over to another program.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So I don't know. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a, I don't know. We'll see how it works out for AMC, but I'd like to see them just like continue with like more great original programming. Um, it's kind of like Showtime too with Dexter. They're like so scared about losing Dexter that they've actually like stretched Dexter to like nine seasons when the creators wanted to end it after like season seven.
4: Yeah. I agree, Brian. I I'm not really that excited about the premiere either. Do you think maybe it's because the show just kind of spins and we you know spins its wheels, and we, we're never going to get any end game? Because that's the thing I worry the most about the show. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, we're nowhere near endgame in the comic, and we're on, like, what, issue 125 at this point or something right. like that? Yeah. yeah. yeah it just feels like they're going to spin their wheels forever, and just we're never really going to get anything. And do we need a second pair of wheels spinning right next to it where we're not going to have an endgame?
2: And then there's the new event in the comic books where they're actually Kirkman for, like, six months is going to be putting out two Walking Dead comics a month. Oh, yeah. my God. It's
4: needless. Yeah, that's too uh, much.
2: You know, I honestly, I think it all comes back to like I need to fall in love with these characters again because yeah, because like you know I love hey I'm just like the next guy I love I love uh, Daryl Dixon don't get me oh, wrong yeah. I love Daryl Dixon but you know it's like I, I don't know like some of these characters like from the comic books I know like what's going to happen to some of them uh, no spoilers don't worry about that you don't need to flip it off but uh, I know what happens to some of them so uh, maybe. It's not gonna happen to them on the show, but maybe things are gonna happen to these people on the show. I, I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe it's just too many zombies too. I mean our whole culture, like people are obsessed with zombies now.
0: Yeah, no,
4: I agree. Everyone's got their emergency plan just in case those zombies show up. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's happening anytime soon.
2: <laughs> and well yeah, and there's too many movies, too yeah. many books. And you see like World War anything. World War Z made hundred million I think it made a hundred million. Some of it just because of The Walking Dead. Just people yeah. like, man, I haven't seen a Walking Dead new, no new episode. I'm gonna go check out this World War Z. I miss zombies. I think some. Right. I think some of that Walking Dead money like spilled over. So yeah, I agree.
4: The zombie thing's always been big, though. Walking Dead just tapped into it right at the perfect time, kind of, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: what Kirkman did was he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to make a zombie comic, but I'm not going to make it about the zombies. I'm going to make it about the people. And, you know, it's like pretty soon, like you learn in the comic book that it's not the zombies that you need to fear, but it's actually people that you need to fear, um, so, I mean, that's what he did different. It's a great thing and it, it was a, it, it's a great show, but I think this last season there, there were some great episodes. Like, um, I think my favorite episode of the season, of course, where there was two of them. was like the, the premiere episode. And then that episode where like, uh, with just, uh, Rick, Carl and Michonne when they went out uh, on that ride together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
4: That was a great episode. Yes. One of the only times I think Michonne smiled was in that episode.
2: Yeah. 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 So. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this companion show. I, I hope it lives up to, uh, you know, I hope it's good. I do, but I think AMC needs to just pursue some original programming as well.
3: So. Yeah, that's what made them good in the first place. Yeah, you don't have to repeat yourself. Like people, I mean, the people that watch this stuff aren't that stupid. You know, right. Well Kirkman's so you don't got have to appeal to
2: that. Kirkman's got other things that they can make into a show. I mean, they've already talked about oh, yeah. making his uh it's uh Skybound Skybound is his company. Skybound has a comic called Clone. And Clone they were actually talking about making Clone the comic into a TV show. Which He's would be so good. a very cool show off for AMC, in my opinion. So basically yeah. this guy comes home to his house one day and sees himself dying on his floor and finds out that he's got clones of himself all over there. And he himself may be a clone. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's a very, very fucking cool show and, and uh, a comic book. And, um, that would make a great show, you know. Come on, AMC, let's branch out a little bit, you know. Let's let's kick off the, the training wheels and let's do some other things. You, you, you've you've got some good shows out there, and you've had great shows. Let's kick off the training wheels. You don't need to just lean on Walking Dead and Breaking Bad.
4: Yeah, I, I got a prediction for the next new AMC show: Mad Men spinoff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you know. That's probably you know they they just they're they're playing it. They're trying to play it safe at this point, and that's that's not always the best thing to do.
5: Yeah. Sometimes no, you just
2: got to take risks. So. I mean, they got where they are in the first place by
4: taking risks on absolute. those shows in the
2: first place. Yeah, they didn't even know that Walking Dead was gonna go a second season they they were just going to do it as a mini series it was supposed to be a 6 episode mini series and then it became a ratings monster that first year that the walking dead cast went to um uh San Diego Comic-Con they had like they weren't in hall H with like the big you know like all the big cat movies and and TV shows They were, like, in some, like, side area, some side panel, and, like, barely Mm -hmm. anybody showed up, and everybody got to get their picture taken with the cast and ask them questions and things like that. It was more like a comic book panel. And now this show blew up, and it's crazy. You know, like, AMC needs to take risks and, like, do shit like that, in my opinion. Yeah. And look at some different properties, you know, look at some other graphic novels and some other comic books that are out there and make those into shows, so. Yeah.
3: Yep, that would be their best course of action, and they'd still appeal to a big demographic of people that want to see that stuff. Absolutely,
2: so. yeah, yeah.
3: And they're still a trusted brand, so you're going to watch it at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean they they haven't. I mean they've even the killing. I mean that had a that had a specific group of people that were following it. My girlfriend liked it; she really enjoyed yeah. that show. It's unfortunate. I think it went two or three seasons. It was barely hanging on, but I mean. You know, they, they need to do more original programming. They need to just get away from this stuff. I, I keep saying the same thing over again, so I'm going to move on. Um, hmm. But uh, do, you guys, uh, do you guys like Christopher Waltz from uh, – uh, remember him from Django Unchained? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he was also – didn't he win an award for that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think so. Best Supporting Role or something like that. He was in the previous
4: Tarantino movie too. And he was, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, was it? Inglorious uh, Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. He played a villain in that movie. Right. Um, now, he might be cast as the villain in Warner Brothers' new Tarzan movie, starring True Blood's Alexander Skarsgård as Tarzan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, they're also rumored to be looking into casting Emma Stone as Jane. Uh, Woo. She may not be able to take the, take on the movie, though, with her busy schedule. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just one of those films that she's involved in. So, um But there are the other actresses, I'm sure, that they're looking at. Now, the film will be based on Edgar Rice Burroughs' classic series of books, but the plot line has not yet been revealed. So what are you guys' thoughts on, like, a new Tarzan movie? And and keep in mind that it's coming out from Warner Brothers. And could this be one of Warner Brothers' – oh, Warner Brothers Lost Legendary. We talked about that. Yeah. This movie could have really done good with a legendary treatment. You know what I mean? But you can't do that now. Yeah, there with Universal. But what are you guys' thoughts on a new Tarzan movie? Do you think it's time? I mean, the last one that was done was Casper Van Dien from uh, Starship Troopers was in a Tarzan movie. I think in the late, uh, I think in the early two thousands.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It it would have to be really well. About- Really well done. I'm not really all that excited to see another Tarzan movie, but you get the right people involved, and maybe it could be something special.
2: Well, think about you, uh, Christopher Waltz. What a great a great choice as a villain. I mean, I could always imagine him as a villain. If you can imagine the guy as a villain in, a, in an Indiana Jones movie, um, and I'd love to see him in like Indiana Jones 5 as a villain. I think he'd be amazing. But I think he'd be great. Uh, as a villain in uh, in Tarzan. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. And I want this to be, like, not a modern Tarzan. I, I, like, they've tried that in the past. I want this to be, like, you know, a timepiece from, like, you know, like the 20s or the 30s.
3: Yeah. I, I remember seeing, like, that in black and white when I was real little. So, I mean, that's the Tarzan that I really knew. And that's the only one I really liked. Yeah. I don't think they've done it right. You You're know. talking about,
2: like, the, the Johnny Weissmuller
3: yeah, just like whatever the really early black and white ones yeah. were. I don't know who played him, but
2: the Johnny Weiss Yeah, it was Johnny Weissmuller did like the old TV show. Yeah, ma- I mean if you're going to yeah. do
3: Yeah, that's what it was. And if you're going to do that, make it look like that kind of just, you know, make it a throwback film. Don't Yeah, don't try and modernize it cuz you can't. Right. You can't try and make like a serious Tarzan movie, I don't think, you yeah. know. So make it more more about just the way it looks and the way it feels rather than like, oh, we've got to have a dark Tarzan movie. Yeah, we don't need –
2: everything, it's like – because of the Nolan movies, like, everybody thinks, like, they have to have, like, their take as, uh, like, a gritty version. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, don't need do gritty everything. You know, thank God we didn't get a gritty Avengers movie. Yeah,
3: they, or or Lone Ranger, really. I think that was still
2: – Yeah. Kind of walking the line, so. Right.
4: They could do some real cool stuff with Tarzan with modern film techniques. That's so, what like, I was thinking, could, too. Yes. We could really feel like we were, like, swinging through the vines for the first time in a Tarzan movie, you know? Really yeah. feel like what that feels like and everything.
2: Oh, now, Jake, now they're going to be thinking, like, oh, let's make it in 3D. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Let's uh, not and say we did. Now, yeah. I you know, like, we saw technology in Planet of the Apes, too, with, like, the apes and things like that. I mean, I think that that tri- kind of treatment would be awesome in a tar- Tarzan movie, too. Oh, Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, they can do anything with, like, animals and anim- uh, CG and, yeah. you know, make
2: it look cool. Yeah.
3: Make it make it fantastic, though. There's no problem with that.
2: Do you guys it's like that? realistic. Do you guys like the choice of Alexander Skarsgård?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's great for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a True Blood guy, so I'm just not that familiar
2: with him. <sighs> See, the only other things that I've seen him in are, like, I saw him in Battleship, and of course, that's, like, not a good movie to judge him on. Um, you know, I, cause that movie got, we all know that that movie didn't do so well financially and critically, but, uh, I love Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, I, I think he's a great choice and, and I hope that this movie does well for him. I just don't want it to be like, um,
5: <sighs>
2: some people, I, 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 I don't know. I just don't want Tarzan to turn into like Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I want it to be, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even sure who's directing this film. It almost needs to be a just a love story
3: too, you know.
2: Yeah, make make it a love story. Make him sure. heroic. Yeah, yeah, that would play good. But they've so. got to make us. You know who would? Okay, Mark Webb. Speaking of like uh, directors that would be good for this type of film, right? Mark Webb. I mean, he's. I think he's really good at like the the romance stuff. Or. Uh, so maybe he's somebody that they could consider, but he's so busy with the Spider Man movies that I don't see them that him doing this. But I don't know. I'd like to see a Tarzan movie done properly and, you know, bring that, reinvigorate that franchise because I did like the there's a Tarzan movie that I remember watching when I was, when I was a kid that I really liked and I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
3: He's a cool character. It's still I think it's still a cool story to tell. It's just yeah don't don't take it seriously right just make it fun you know and i yeah i think scars awesome he's almost a little too pretty but you know i think he'd play it pretty well yeah
2: yeah i just i want to see them like really explore like him uh being raised by the apes and like you know how, yeah. how he's worked out a language with them and and uh I want to see not only, like, a love story between, like, him and Jane, but also a love story between him and the apes, too. Because, I mean, right. they, they took him in and took care of him when he was, like, you know, when he was – how was it, like, uh, in the in, – how was it in the original? Was he, like, abandoned? Like, was there, like, a – I forget what happened. Like, yeah, it's not like he was abandoned. Like, the, something happened and, like, his parents, like, were separated from him.
3: I felt like wasn't it like a rich family or something? Yeah. that left him there. Oh, yeah. I, I don't,
2: I don't know if they abandoned him. Or I don't think like, he was abandoned, but I think like maybe the, like there's a tribe in the woods or something like that, and or like a shipwreck. I can't. Yeah. Remember. I think
4: it was a shipwreck. Yeah,
2: yeah it might maybe have been a shipwreck. Wreck. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That that'd be good. Yeah, do that for sure, and then yeah. I definitely want to see that.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, don't make it all about like special effects and shit and like, you know, I mean, we need really cool special effects and set pieces, but you know, also get like, you know, good I we just need good good uh quality uh acting and good writing. So and right. I mean, and, and like you said, Jay, I agree a good love story would be good for that type of Absolutely.
3: Film. Is this going to be done by Disney or
2: It's Warner Brothers. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah,
4: so no Rosie O'Donnell as one of the eight voices. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's so cute. Did you guys have any other news stories that you wanted to go over? I think I've pretty much hit everything I wanted to talk about, really.
3: I I had one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, You know, we brought up uh, uh, the Gotham TV series last week. Yeah, Um, yeah. Turns out Warner Brothers is now working on a Constantine television series. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. And that's going to be for NBC, so it's it's not going to tie into Arrow or anything else that's going on or Gotham, um, you know. And they're all on different networks. It's kind of cool, you know, that we have all these choices coming up. So uh, David S. Goyer is set to produce this, um, of course, Batman, Man of Steel. Um, so that's that's pretty cool, I think. Um, and you know, it's it's they haven't really given too much detail on anything as far as like. You know, is this going to be, you know, the John Constantine we know from the from the comic books? Um, Well, is it going to be be, because like
2: there's the Hellblazer comic books, and then there's like the new DC Fifty Two Constantine,
3: right? And and they're definitely, I think, leaning towards the new Fifty Two. So fans of the original, you know, they may not like this because I know a lot of people don't like. You know, the non-Hellblazer John Constantine, which, you know, I totally understand that. It's, a di- it's almost a different thing. So. Right. He doesn't um, smoke.
2: He doesn't drink. He doesn't cuss. <laughs>
3: so, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. A huge a difference. difference. Yeah. But I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be cool. Um, there's really, you know, if you're a fan of like, you know, Supernatural or True Blood or stuff like that, I think it's going to appeal to those people. It's all about, you know, magic.
4: And, but you said this and, uh, is NBC? Yeah, NBC. Well, that's um, what I'm worried about, man. Yeah. yeah uh oh. They <laughs> yeah. don't have a good track record with new new pilots and shows. Yeah, but right? David
3: Goyer, Goyer being producer, I think, is gonna help with that. Hopefully. That's you know, that's what I envision is that he's gonna have some say in this now.
4: So uh, if they said put that like, shit on after the voice. Oh sorry, Brian.
2: Yeah, no, dude, I agree, man. Like if it if they said like this is gonna be like uh I don't know shit like you know like another like AMC should have taken this fucking show or like
5: yeah or like even
2: Fox or even CBS for that matter but you know when you say NBC I worry a little bit I'm a little hesitant like uh, I watched like one episode of Grimm and I was out and I know a lot of people like Grimm and I'm not trying to take anything away from it but I don't know this NBC stuff has a feel for it and I just I don't think NBC has been like a anything i've really watched anything religiously on since like seinfeld left the air so
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: i I watched heroes yeah
3: heroes was good for a season yeah it was good for a season (laughs)
4: season and a half i always say i think
2: that show got hurt by the writer's strike so yeah Yeah. definitely but you know like uh i picked up uh, speaking of heroes i picked up alphas and i really liked that show that was like what heroes could have been in my opinion but uh, if you haven't seen the first two uh, seasons of Alphas, I don't know if it's on Netflix or, or something, but definitely check it out. It's a great show. Unfortunately, it got canceled, but oh well. Hey Brian, are you going to
4: watch the Dracula show?
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the t- I thought you were talking about the movie for a second by Universal. There's a Dracula no, a TV new, show.
4: Yeah, there's a new TV show. I believe it's an NBC.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> uh, maybe no, maybe the
2: maybe the pilot. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, gotcha.
4: It's not even on your radar.
2: No, I hadn't yeah. even heard about it. I mean, that's, I don't know, that's how much faith I put in in the the NBC. Um, I did watch, uh, what is it, Meet the Goldbergs? Right. Um, that was pretty funny for a pilot episode. I enjoyed it. It's got Jeff Garland in it and uh it's a funny show so did did that robin williams did you see the robin williams no one? no 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 i didn't i was one of the people that instead i do have it on my dvr but i i was one of the people that instead watched the michael j fox show
3: okay yeah i wasn't sure if that was that tonight or
2: saturday uh, oh the michael j fox show yeah that was last week um, oh that was last week it was okay. Tues. wait it was thursday night it was thursday night Right. Yeah. So I've got the crazy ones. That's the new Robin Williams show. I've got it on my DVR. I just haven't watched it. But I did watch the Michael J. Fox show. Um, right. I liked it. It was okay. I mean, there's some funny shit in there and he 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 does uh kind of lighten it up with jokes about Parkinsons and things like that and Yeah, I agree. I saw the
4: first 10 minutes
2: of it. It was kind of yeah.
4: it was kind of charming.
2: Yeah. Well, I really liked him on uh the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the last uh season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that was on like a couple years ago. He had an – he was on an episode that was really, really funny. He was given, like, you know, uh, Larry David, you know, fits on the show. And it was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, holy shit, he's got his own show coming out. And, like – that's so awesome it's such an uh, awesome thing because like when they first announced him with parkinson's and i saw him with parkinson's and and talking in interviews and things like that i was really sad like really yeah. sad um he's one of my favorite actors i, I love back to the future i watch it l- at least twice a year uh, oh, yeah parts one two and three i love i i love all of them i loved him in the frighteners i i loved him in uh you know um teen wolf and And even uh, Family Ties, I I still, every once in a while, pop that on for nostalgia. Don't uh, forget Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. (laughs) Doc Hollywood, yeah.
3: Even the bad shit he was awesome in.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they first said, like, he had Parkinson's, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is sad. Like, his career's over. And it was like, I was like, man, I'll never get to see, you know, Michael J. Fox doing anything. And and it really was sad because, like, he's one of those... Actors, I just really enjoyed. Just, just you know, he's an actor from my childhood, and, and, and uh, I just liked watching him in the movies. He was just really fun, and it's nice to see him back. It's nice to see yeah. him back in in the spotlight, and it's it's awesome that they've worked this show around him, and they've got people around him that'll help him. Uh, you, you'll be able to showcase that he still does have a talent as an actor,
3: right. even yeah. with this disease. So it's so cool. It was really, like, one of those end of innocence moments for me when he got Parkinson's and when yeah. that w- was announced, you know. It was just like, man, shit sucks. Yeah. That that really, like, affected me because he yeah. was. I just felt like he was a good dude. You know, it wasn't just that I liked his shows. It just felt like he was a good dude. And yeah. It was just one of those moments where you're like, oh, man, bad things happen to good people. And, yeah, like Christop- it,
2: Christopher Reeves when he got – That uh, too, yeah. Yeah, when he – when, oh speaking of we were talking about the crazy ones did you guys know like robin williams and christopher reeves were like best friends
5: no no i did not
2: those two were really good friends man wow. I just like ah uh, man when christopher reeves when he uh you know when 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 he got paralyzed uh that that was like very tragic for me too i, I took that yeah you know and then phil hartman when he was murdered oh that was awful Ugh, horrible man you know and these are these are great people and um, it's just nice that uh, Michael J. Fox, even though he's dealing with that with the disease he's still he, in my opinion he's overcome Parkinson's even though there's no he's problem. strong as fuck yeah, man
3: yeah crazy strong That's, it's amazing to see him doing shows still yeah. crazy
2: I'm glad to see him back on TV so I'm, yeah. just, I'm just happy as shit so um, Jake did you have anything yes. for us sir uh, just real
4: quick, that Dracula show is going to be on October 25th on Fridays after Grimm. It's um, being run by the guy that created Carnival, Daniel Knopf. Okay. And it's Jonathan Rhys-Meyers as Dracula. That's
2: interesting. Okay, okay. I'm. You know what? I might check that out.
4: Yeah, yeah I've I heard might. it really pushes the boundaries of a network TV show and what they can and can't show. Hmm. Well,
2: of course, they're going to want to say that because now they want people to watch it. Well,
4: yeah, I I read a blog by someone that had seen the pilot and Uh, he was really shocked. He was shocked by the sexuality and the uh, graphic violence and just the pilot. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of show. Yeah. Let's
2: set the DVR, Jay. (laughs) I'll give it a shot. You know, maybe one or two episodes because I don't want to miss out on like the next Hannibal because I didn't watch Hannibal and I've heard nothing but good things about it.
4: Yeah, me too. They have another show that looks just like Hannibal on... Oh, what's that show? Oh, jeez. I haven't seen it. Yeah, edit this out. I can't remember it. (laughs) We'll keep it in who gives a fuck anymore. (laughs) It's it's like a Hannibal clone, though, that the same network is going to have on. I'm trying to remember who's playing the Hannibal clone character. The guy's a cannibal. He's helping FBI agents. Oh, Jesus. Huh. It's like the same fucking premise but a different show.
3: I'm not into that shit. I, I just don't care about that stuff. It just, it's you know, I don't know. I, I don't mind over the top, but then it's just like, I don't know. Why should I care about somebody like that? <laughs> yeah. I like Dexter. Like, I loved Dexter for a long time, but it got to the point where it was like, why am I rooting for this guy? He's insane.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Shouldn't do stuff like that. (laughs) You shouldn't have to tell people not to do stuff like that. (laughs) Right, right.
3: But to a point, like, if it doesn't cross that line, it might be interesting.
2: I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's take a little bit of a break. Uh, We'll come back, and we're going to talk about our (laughs) – we're going to do our meet the leftovers finally. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. are so fresh snap hey we're back uh we're gonna go we're gonna jump into meet the leftovers you know i wanted to say that there is an amazing amount of responses on facebook and questions uh amazing amount of response to the you know and and a lot of questions from our listeners which i thought was really cool um i'm thinking you know as i'm reading these i'm thinking like who would give a shit about my opinions on anything And yeah, (laughs) it just it just amazes me that that the listeners, you guys amaze me. The the listeners amaze me. You guys truly amaze me. So thank you. I just want to thank all of you out there for you know your responses and and all your questions. I think it's it's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool.
4: Yeah, it was great. We're sorry we took so long to get to this. Yeah, with the technical
2: issues and stuff. (laughs) It'll probably start fucking up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, before we start answering listener questions, though, I want to ask you guys a couple questions. And if you guys have questions that you can want to ask me, feel free. But I, I've thought of a couple questions. First one's just real simple, um, and just just pick one. Uh, if if you could be any comic book superhero or villain, who would it be, and why?
4: Mm. Oh man, that's an on the spot.
2: I know, <laughs> I know. Whew.
4: Man. Can I say Super Scroll? <laughs>
5: Why? <laughs> you, you can say whatever. You can power,
4: say... Great power set list. That's pretty much... You get all the best of everything. You know? You get the invisibility. You get the stretch. You get the toughness. You get the flying.
3: Wow. Yeah, you're right.
4: Super Scroll it is.
3: It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Wow. I don't know. Um, I. I... I, I Maybe somebody? No, I got to think about this. I really don't know. Okay, I don't know who. All
2: right. What what would you pick? Uh, That's yeah. It is a tough question. Now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) because you only get fair play. (laughs) you, You only get one choice. But I think you know. Honestly, I think I'd go with Spider Man. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be Spider Man. I love Spider Man, so I'd just be Spider Man. You know, and um,
3: I, I've always been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would totally like to be Spider-Man, but I've always been kind of leaning towards Batman, I guess. I mean, it seems like a hard life, though, <laughs> even though I would like to, you know, do that. It seems like, you know, Spider-Man would probably be a whole hell of a lot more fun.
2: You say
4: you want to be Batman, Jay? Yeah. Where do your parents live? <laughs>
2: uh they live in germantown <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but you know like that's the thing that's with it. batman it's like you know he's got he's he's just a man you know what i mean right. so that's i I i definitely want that you know spider sense and and some yeah. of those abilities you know and super strength and things like that so um, i don't know Jake could it, use a belt yeah i just <laughs> want a utility belt there you that's go all. with a uh, shark <laughs> repellent yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right my second question uh is before we start answering listener questions i just want to ask you guys when did you first know you were into like you know this kind of shit that we talk about every week you know um was there a certain moment or like a certain cartoon or comic or movie that just kind of set it off for you
3: um i i was kind of just like like for me my mom like exposed me to all kinds of sci-fi growing up so between her and like my grandmother Um, I would go over there and watch, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Wolfman and just all those really old monster movies and, like, you know, Spartacus and all that stuff. And uh, my mom would, like, rent, like, Tron and uh, The Last Starfighter, stuff like that. And and that's really where it started for me. Like, she really got me into that stuff.
2: I love that Last Starfighter movie.
3: Oh, a lot oh, that's of stuff. Great one. Great, yeah. yeah but even stuff same. like Enemy Mine and Terminator, like all that stuff, comes from my mom. Uh, and it's yeah. like that's how I got into comic books. Was just from like, yeah, I love being able to escape into these, you know, crazy worlds. You know, some of them that are feasible. Even it just gives you a lot to think about. I think, and it's a good escape. And that's when I, yeah, that's, that's about. I started getting comics as soon as I realized there were comics. Pretty much.
4: Yeah. Um, I um. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. I am um, really got into it when I was really young. We, we, we were doing trick or treating. We had someone that distributed comic books, and for uh, Halloween they would actually hand out comic books. And I remember um, in following years we would actually switch masks just to get more comic books. But <laughs> it was a DC issue of Crisis that I got, Ooh. and um, I remember just being so into it. And my mom was like, "Oh, I have more comics," and she went into the closet and brought out a big grocery bag, and it was full of. Archie and Sabrina, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Mom, I don't really want to read any of this. <laughs> and so she took me to the local comic shop, and that was, I was pretty much in it to win it from right there. You know, just I've always been that kid. Even as a little kid, I was buying my Return of the Jedi figures, and not my mom had to whine at me to open them out of the pack as a nine year old, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, would,
3: you, would you say Infinity was your first
4: big comic? Um, yeah. I mean, Crisis. Yeah, you know that was the comic that got me interested in superheroes. But when my mom brought me into the comic shop, it was all the Marvels that I wanted. Right. right. It was Spider Man that I wanted. It was Fantastic Four that I wanted. So I, I, I really wasn't a big Crisis kid. But it was. I still had that issue too, all beat up and everything with yeah. the cover taped on and whatnot. But
3: that that would be my question to you too, Brian. When you answer that, is like, what was your first big comic that you're like, I love comics now because of this like
2: <laughs> transformers <laughs> really yeah, oh, yeah i i love the transformers comics yeah I, you did
3: yeah i uh,
2: <laughs> uh i started reading uh the with the blaster um blaster master um yeah mini series yeah. uh, you guys remember the one where he fought straxus on cybertron yep mm-hmm. it was called the smelting pool <laughs> and that's what got me into it i i i mean uh and then I would um, – do you guys remember the digest that they would have?
4: Oh, yeah. I, I was big into the stars, the star digest. Yeah,
2: yeah I still have. Uh, hold on. I still have them right here. Uh, wow. That, yeah, I that forgot about it's those. With the, Madballs and Heathcliff. And, yeah. Well, this was the small – they were called uh, Marvel Comics Presents the Transformers Comics Magazine. And what they would do is they would take like two, two or three issues and put them into one book and um and it it was a lo- it was a lot of fun. I mean, I remember I remember um they would have like little character profiles in the back of the book, which they didn't have in the original comic. So if you bought the original comic, these were only in the digests. Right. And so they had like character profiles and like so I I became obsessed with Transformers. I love Transformers. Um and so these little profiles were like extended character cards for me like you guys remember the toy box where they had on the back of the cards they had the cut out where you could eat read a description for each yeah, character yeah. and then if you put on like the 3d glasses you could see like where their strength was and stuff like that uh oh yeah 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 they yeah. had like that red bar yeah held over it didn't they yeah, yeah. so in the that tr- was so cool yeah in the Transformers Comics magazine, which I still have a couple of these, and I still have the Optimus Prime one. I, I, my favorite character was Optimus Prime. So I read the Optimus Prime one, and it said that he was made up uh, from three different roboid uh, modules. And so I, when I was young, I didn't even know what a module was. I, I thought it was what made Optimus Optimus. So I right. wanted to know what that was. And I remember like asking everybody, like, do you know what a module is? Because when I grew up, I wanted to build my own Optimus Prime. I, but yeah. I, but I wanted to be inside it like a suit. Yeah. So the, I
3: remember talking to you about that. Actually.
2: So uh, yeah, I mean that's what I wanted. That's I, I was like, I, that's what I, I wanted to be a superhero. I loved Optimus Prime, and I wanted to be Optimus Prime. So I didn't even know that. Pretty much when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be Tony Stark. Right. Because I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> I, I wanted to build a robot so, suit. I, I, I used to read. I used to daydream all day about being inside a robot and getting like powers and. Uh, you know, I used to and and I used to dream about just like being Conan the Barbarian and stuff like that. I used to just daydream all day about that kind of silly shit, and um, that's just what I remember being a kid. Like I remember just like love playing with toys and like acting them out in my bedroom, and whether it was like GI Joe's fighting Transformers or or whatever, I just I just loved the, the imagination. Um, not being. Yeah. Not being bound to, like, anything. I Like, real-world stuff just seemed really boring to me. And it's just, like, anything where you could just, like, expand your imagination was just, like, really fun. I just... And today, to this day, even, you know, even after, like, the Bayformers bullshit, Transformers still holds, like, a special place in my heart. It was kind of, like, my gateway into, like, all this shit.
3: Wow. <laughs> Damn. So... <laughs> yeah yeah i I remember you being that much into Transformers. We'd be like, We've gotta gather wires for the helmet, you know yeah like get get any electronic parts you can find you know <laughs>
2: i it's like I remember watching Transformers the movie for the first time and spoiler alert Optimus Prime dies, and I remember like crying and yeah. even oh, yeah. even for years watching that scene, I would still kind of like get misty eyed and shit because like I loved Optimus Prime he was like. I loved him he was great and uh i don't know it's just it's it's just really weird I, I still watch transformers the movie at least once a year um and i don't know i i just there's something about transformers i just it just holds a really special place in my heart i've tried to read the new comics um just can't really get into into them um i've tried to read robots in disguise and, and more than meets the more than meets the eye and i just can't get into them
4: but yeah I bet that's not uncommon that Transformers and, and even, like, G.I. Joe got a lot of people into comics.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I never – I I watched G.I. Joe, like, the cartoon, but I never really got into the comics unless it was, like, a crossover comic book. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's that's what got me into everything was, was Transformers. So, very cool. Um, do you guys want to start in on some of the uh, listener questions? Let's do it. Okay, Joshua Sheel asked us, how did you guys all meet?
3: Uh, It was in a dark bar. Um, (laughs) The lights were just so, and there was a trumpeter, I believe, or or, uh, no, a saxophonist, and we were all having Mai Tais, and I remember just kind of turning around, and there was Jake and Brian, and we just made eye contact, and that was pretty much, I knew at that point that this was meant to be. And that's pretty much how we all met. And then we danced. And then we danced. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We need to make a movie out of that. I know. It was a beautiful moment, and people need to know it. But no, that's not how we met.
2: (laughs) Um, Let's see here. I've known Jay since I was seven years old. We met in school.
4: Yes. Um, I think the first time me and Brian started talking was arguing on Nick Mosser's Facebook wall. About the Hobbit being made into three movies, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like uh, Jake feels that they it's just a, a cash grab that they made it into three movies and or something. Yeah, it, but we, we met each other through Nick. Yeah, Facebook. I
3: hadn't met Jake except through Brian in right. the show, and and then we, like we podcast Brian podcast separately from us, so it's me and Jake, and then Brian and Decatur, so it's separate. Right. Um, so that's how I met Jake. But yeah, Yeah. yeah, me and Brian, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Since we were wee lads.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. And so, like, then I I hadn't even, like, met Jake in person, really. Um, And uh, it was just weird. Like, uh, um, we just started talking about comic books and shit like that through somebody else's Facebook page. And then we added each other as friends. And then... I was just like, "Hey, you know, we should do a podcast." And Jake was like, "Yeah, we should." And then we started looking at other people to to do the show with us. And you know, we you know, the the show's made had, had some changes over the last few months, but you know, yeah. we're still here and uh I don't know, it's it's weird. We all three haven't been in the same room together though ever.
3: Yeah. Yeah, fun trivia.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it it will happen one day, but yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: it'll be a special moment. Right. Jay's like snuffle up. I guess anytime Brian shows up, he's just going to disappear.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully,
4: we do that soon. But
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get. I'll get the equipment out there, and we'll record a, an episode in person. So, um, let's see here. The leftovers
4: meet the leftovers. We can call that one
2: right. Let me see. I'm going to try pr- to pronounce this guy's name without butchering it. Uh, Austin Shaudun. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Austin. Um, let's see here. What do you guys do for a living? And also, if you could live in one fictional universe, which one would it be and Why? um
3: well i i currently uh i own a record store in peoria we've talked about it on the show before but co-op records um i've been doing that since 2005 i've actually worked for the company since 99 <laughs> so uh, i wanted to be a musician and instead i ended up being a record store owner because uh, i really love music so that's kind of what that how that happened it wasn't my intention i actually wanted to go to school for art and be a comic book artist and uh i just didn't have the time or the funds to really do that so um and then i guess fictional universe i i would just want to live in some place like the office even though that could kind of be realistic i just want to you know you know go somewhere like to work especially and just have a good time and have somebody like michael scott as my boss and I just love that show and you know that that's kind of where I'm at. I don't I don't want to live in a place that's apocalyptic or like this place that we're in right now. <laughs> that's funny.
4: I um I'm a dairy frozen manager at a grocery store, so you know my nipples are hard all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's pretty moldane, you know. Pays the bills. Did you say Dave Mustaine? <laughs> But um, as far as the fictional universe, I, I think I'd want to live in the Marvel universe if I could pick any one. I mean, all my favorite characters are there, you know? It'd be like real-life uh, Marvels, the Kurt Busiek comic, you know? You could just witness all the stuff. Yeah, um, Lots of
3: hot chicks, too. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm, I work at a bank. I'm a banker. Um, I don't know. It's uh, not... I don't know it's uh, something that I can't see myself doing forever but uh, for right now uh, pays the bills and uh, you know um, I don't know it's I, I, there's other things that I'd like to be doing I, I wish I could be like uh, in in the entertainment industry not as not as the entertainment but like you know just behind the scenes kind of stuff even if it's just like you know uh, you know operating a mixer or or something like that I just think it'd be really cool. Uh, to work, yeah, you know, in the in the TV industry in in in, a, in one capacity or another. So uh, even if it's just like operating a camera or something like that, I just think it'd be cool. So maybe that's something I'll look into in the future. Um, let's see here. Um, hold on. Could you guys let me pause it real quick? My neighbor's calling me. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, just took a call from my neighbor, and everything's good. All right, anyway, uh, and the second part of Austin's question was, like, what uh, universe would I live in, a uh, fictional universe, uh, if I could choose and why? Uh, I, too, would choose to live in the Marvel 616, um, because, you. I mean, honestly, you never know. Maybe one day I'm just walking around, I'm a normal guy, and the next day I get bit by a radioactive spider. You never know. I mean, uh, anything can happen in that universe, and it's really cool. I think it would just be cool, too, just to, to, like, turn on the news and see, like, these stories going on. Um, you know, I'd Oh, pro- agreed. Yeah, I mean, it'd always be exciting, and maybe it'd be scary at times, but I just think, you know, I don't know, just reading these comics, I think it'd just be cool to be in that world. I mean, I'd probably be, like, a big fanboy of, like, a certain hero and just follow him or her on Twitter, and then, you know, if, like, news broke of where they were, they were fighting, like, a villain – uh, I'd probably drive there to see if I could, you know, snag some footage on my cell phone and upload it to like Facebook or, or, or Twitter or something like that. And uh, you know, I'd probably try to like live in a city where like a lot of this kind of stuff happened, you know. Uh, but you know, I just yeah, I definitely choose the Marvel six one six. Yeah, you definitely want a newspaper subscription when you're living in the six one six. Yeah, yeah, they're still relevant. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. very. <laughs> um, let's see here, Jenny Dahl. Outside of comics, uh, Jenny Doll asks. Outside of comics and movies, what other interests do you guys have? Do you have any other things that you like to do in your free time? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: okay, next, next,
3: next
4: question. I, well, I've got some answers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. Um, currently, I'm actually in a Ramones cover band. We're getting ready for our first show um, on Halloween, the full dress up and everything. So that's been my big side project lately.
3: And Besides not,
4: the milk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, not much free time for anything else between, you know, everything else going on with work and whatnot. And the podcast on top of and it. The po- and the podcast. Yeah, I play Magic the Gathering too still. I still do that dorky shit.
3: I would if I understood it. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. <you. laughs>
2: yeah, that's, um, one, that's one thing I never got into. I had a buddy that was like all into that, you know, me and him were real close, but. And I tried to like play it once, but man, I just couldn't couldn't get into it.
3: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't, I don't know. That would be a whole another podcast
4: explaining. Yeah, you guys can come over. I'll, I'll run a camp for you. <laughs> all right,
3: <laughs> as long as it doesn't cost anything.
4: No, no, except our souls, because <laughs> that's all demonic <laughs> stuff.
3: <laughs> um, but no, yeah. In my in my free time, uh, I do I do martial arts. Um, I've done kung fu for about 10 years now um and just and, and i gotta tell you anyone especially like if you guys are thinking about like if you if people have like depression and like anger issues uh find find a martial arts you know studio in your town and join it because it's it's the best thing that ever happened to me so um uh, besides like working the podcast i, I that's pretty much my focus yeah. um and I do play video games. I'm I'm kind of a video game aficionado. We don't talk about it much on the show, but um, when I have some downtime between everything else, which isn't a lot, but uh, I, I definitely like to play video games and just kind of escape through those. And um, and then I try I try and run every once in a while, and try and work on like art stuff. Still, um, I still enjoy doing that. But besides, you know, the podcast is really what I have the most fun with. So. Um, to be able to talk to you guys. And it's awesome, again, that you guys are asking us questions. So, uh, yeah, besides that, I really enjoy doing the podcast.
2: Cool. Um, Let's see here. I I don't know. There's a lot of things I like to do. Um, But, you know, I I loved uh, me and my girlfriend. Uh, I've been seeing her for over three years and i just like to i love to like go out with her go out to like dinner things like that and you know just talk to her about her day she's a veterinarian so she leads a really leads a really cool interesting life and so i like to talk to her about that um and uh me personally though i am an avid uh fan of uh, the chicago bulls basketball team and i have been since like the uh you know early 90s Um, I go to their games when I can, uh, being here and living here in central Illinois, it's about three, three and a half hours away to the United Center where they play. Um, I, I, I watch a ton of games. I even one year, they, they play 82 games in a season. One year I watched 80 games. And the only reason I missed the two games is because they were blacked out, even though I had the uh, NBA league pass on my subscription. So, um, Uh, I, will, I, I, go, I try to go to at least one or two games a year. I think last year was the first year I hadn't gone to a game in a long time. Um, I have autographs of a lot of players that I've met. Um, The last time the Bulls won a championship back in 98, I went to Grant Grant Park for the celebration. I got interviewed by the local radio station, and then I had someone from uh, a paper that's now out of uh, existence, but it was called the Southtown Daily. They interviewed me, and I still have a copy of that paper, and it's got my quote in there. So I'm a part of Chicago Bulls history. Which was really, which was really cool to me. I have tons of Chicago Bulls merchandise. Um, I even have a Chicago Bulls soda machine in my kitchen. Um, oh, wow! And uh, that's awesome. I've got a Chicago Bulls locker. Um, I've got. Uh, I've got th- I've got things that, like, they only gave out to the media that I have that I bid on eBay for. I've got so much Chicago Bulls. I, one day I've got it all saved and in, in, uh, in storage and things like that. And one day I'm going to have, like, a Chicago Bulls bar when I do purchase, like, that home that's got that bar and stuff like that. So, but uh, that's one thing. I, I'm a huge fan of, like, Derek Rose, if anybody out there knows who that player is. He's my, he's my guy, and I was a big fan of Jordan back in the day. So, um, yeah. But, uh, and Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, those were, I loved, I, I was part of that whole, you know, that craze when that was going down in the 90s, so.
4: Tony Kukoc.
2: Yeah, Tony. <laughs>
5: yeah. Tony
2: Kukoc. Yeah, they called him uh, they, back in the day. If uh, the Bulls would like score over 100 points, the United Centers, the United Center, everybody in the United Center would win a free taco from Taco Bell. So Tony hit a three pointer when they were at 97 points and put them over 100. And so they used to call him Taco Tony there in town for a while. <laughs> that's all. That's great trivia. Yeah. Hell of a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, really was a great pick for them because I mean. They they picked him like really late in the draft and he was the number one european player at the time and he came in there and he he did really good for him and so yeah. i don't he even won six man of the year but uh yeah i'm not going to talk chicago bulls all night uh but uh yeah that's 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 my pastime I, I love the bulls so awesome uh rob morrison asks what fictional characters do you find yourselves identifying with the most and why do you think you do so also cynicism is Cynicism in culture is skyrocketing. Do you think your podcasting and reviews are affected by this culture trend to tear down movies and art? If so, how much?
5: Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's a good question too. Shit.
2: Um
3: Yeah, I mean I, I it really pisses me off all the cynicism. I mean, the the thing is is that the the loudest voices are generally gonna be the dumbest. The people that actually feel the need to make a comment on something and, and that's what you're seeing a lot on the Internet. It's just a lot of people that have a, a voice now, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're right or they're, you know, just because there's the majority that they're correct in what they're saying. So, yeah, that that kind of stuff pisses me off. You can't really, you can't really follow that stuff and take it seriously or try and weigh anything next to that. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I think eventually that stuff will fade, but for now people yeah the the assholes are the ones that are like hey duh, i hate it fuck
4: yeah it's all art you're right jay i mean that's the great thing about it it's an opinion and, you know there's no right or wrong yeah if you like it that's fine if you don't like it that's fine it's there's all never subjective. any reason yeah there's never any reason to get upset or butthurt about someone telling you your favorite movie is crap or your least favorite movies, the best movie you ever made or whatever, you know.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it, it's cool it, it to out. be part of, like a, like, a small group that really likes something. Like, you know, it was really cool, I thought, one time, because, like, I was into Arrested Development when, like, not a lot of people were into the show. And, like, then it started to, like, you know, get some traction and things like that. And then more people got in on it. But, like, it's kind of cool, like, being in on the ground floor or something. So... Yeah,
3: it's usually like those small groups that blow it up. It's usually people that are, are smart about it and they, they have a different taste. You know, just like I said, it doesn't, just because it's the majority doesn't mean it's the right way to for things to be. And sometimes that happens like with the rest of the development where you have your friends telling you like, why the fuck aren't you watching this? And then it just kind of blows up from there. So just because people are like, I don't get it, or it's not funny, you know, that doesn't matter.
2: I think um, I think cynicism is a big thing in, like, the United States. I don't see it as big a problem in other countries, but then I could be wrong. It's
3: not. Yeah, it's it's definitely a United States thing. Everyone feels entitled to, you know, their opinion, and that's fine. It's, it's okay that they're doing that, but that doesn't mean it's right. And yeah. so a lot of it is just people hating on stuff because they fucking hate themselves. There's a lot of people like that. Now, and in Amer- America, we're a little more outspoken, I guess, you know, like, than Britain or anywhere else.
2: Yeah. Now, he also, the first part of his question was, what fictional characters do you find yourselves identifying with the most? And why do you think you do so?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, and the reason I like this series so much now is is the new Nova series. Like it just reminds me of that kid like almost when I saw Star Wars 2 and you see, or the original Star Wars not part 2, but uh, when you when I saw New Hope and just like watching Luke Skywalker stare at like the two sons and just hoping for something more than what he's got you know, where he's at and tattooing and it's the same kind of thing with me for Nova it's like this kid that gets you know, these superpowers cause you know, who who what kid doesn't want superpowers, but like growing up I just kind of felt like I was really attached to that notion that 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 kind of stuff, you know, is important, like for your imagination and everything else. And and for me, Nova is like the epitome of that character that's just like looking to the stars and, and wondering what he can do with his newfound powers and all this stuff. And, you know, anything that makes you really think like that and look more than just like, you know, oh, the sun looks great or the sky looks beautiful. There's more than that out there. And that's what Nova is to me. So I'd say he'd probably be my character.
4: Yeah. For me, it's always been um, Spider-Man, you know, the original Stanley Spider-Man, you know, as a young kid, you know, I was kind of a little nerdy kid, you know, the jocks picked on me and whatnot. So I really related with Spider-Man. To this day, he's still my favorite character. Um, I I think even I love Nova, too. And I think Nova, in a way, is kind of a modern day take on those original 50, 60 issues of Amazing Spider-Man, you know, just kind of a normal kid with insecurities, with a lot of power thrust into his hands all of a sudden, and what to do with that, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, I think Nova's such a great book. Not to go into that, too, but... Yeah. yeah I think it's almost like a modern-day Spider-Man with those original issues. But, yeah,
2: Spider-Man's always been my guy. I wish I could say, you know, like... I wish I could say Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I wish I could say Nova. But, like, I just felt like growing up, I never fit in with my family. Uh, I came... I don't know. I came from a really dysfunctional family, And we did not get along. And, like, everybody argued with everybody all the time. And everybody was sarcastic. And, like, I haven't talked to my parents in, like, over three years. So, I mean, it's just, like, I just feel like I never belonged there. And it's one of the things I've kind of, like, struggled with, like, all my life. And I'm sorry to get really deep and shit. But, like, it's something I've struggled with all my life is, like, with, like, family and, like, you know, uh, trying to, like, feel a part of something. So I I think I relate the most with Loki um, in because I just, I feel like I never have fit in. And I, I, I still don't. like So, like, the, there is, like, there, it, for a long time, there's a lot of anger, you know, inside of me because of it. and and But, I, you know, I've worked things out since then. And, um, right. you know, I, things have gotten better for me since I've, like, made decisions in my life that I'm not going to let this affect me anymore. But for a long time, I think I, Loki is, like, the character I probably would most be able to identify with.
3: Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, Yeah, and I think what's cool about that, too, is that everybody... That's another cool thing about comic books is that everybody kind of picks that person that they're like, yeah, that represents you know some of my personality or whatnot. So, yeah, it's a really good question. And and I think everyone has their own answer to that, you know, if they're reading books and into that kind of stuff. And I can definitely see that with you, with Loki, and with Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. And I think we all we all kind of used it as kind of our defense mechanism. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's your way out and you can put yourself into that character's shoes and yeah, just drift away with that and, and not feel so like, you know, outcast too. That's another cool thing for me, at least when I got into comics was feeling like a, you know, not so much of an outcast anymore that you can be different. And and in being different, you could almost be, like these superheroes, you know,
2: yeah, um amy fosdick uh she asked, if you could only listen to one band for the rest of your lives, which band would you choose? Oh. Uh, I would
4: choose uh regina specter that's that's my jam there i I've seen her three times live, she's got a new album next year, I'll be seeing her three more times, yeah. I'd miss a lot of good music, but if I could only pick one, it would be Regina.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to pick one cuz I get sick of it within like 2 weeks if I only had one to listen to. I, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a
2: tough not know. It's a tough question. Um, yeah, I, if I had know. to choose if you like put a gun to my head, I and I'd have to go with uh 9-inch nails. Um I mean, ever since I was a teenager, it's been a constant for me this band like um, I love Trent Reznor, anything he's involved in. I mean, and he's really grown as an artist, uh, you know, over the years. I mean, to, you know, mu- his music, to music and video games. And, and he's been winning awards lately for a soundtrack, you know, like in the social network and things like that. But there's different, yeah. like, songs um, that he has put out over the years that, like, kind of, like, define different moments in my life and make me, like, there's way like, you can listen to music and it'll take you back to a certain point in your life. And you can remember right. some of the things I don't want to remember, and then some of the things are a good reminder for me. But uh, if I if I had to choose, it, it would be Nine Inch Nails. Now, of course, I don't want to listen to like that for the rest of my life. I'm glad there's a sele- oh, yeah. there's a selection out there. But uh, yeah, that's I'd say that's the band that kind of defines yeah. me.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. That, their new record or his new record, I should say, because it's pretty much just him now. That's really good too. Uh, just came out. Should check that out. But. Uh, I would say if I had, yeah, if I had to like make a choice, it'd probably be the Beatles. I mean, I always, it, it, ha- it would have to be something where I can find something new in it all the time, like the Beatles or Pink Floyd or something like that. Yeah, and,
4: that's a great choice.
3: You know, just something that gets my mind, you know, out of the picture again, you know, something like that. And, and the Beatles definitely always did that for me. It's just almost like listening to them was like playing a dream in your head, just the imagery and stuff. So You get so much
4: variety, too, by <laughs> yeah. picking the Beatles.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Was, like, I was gonna, every
4: song is different.
2: I was gonna, I was thinking of that. I was like, <coughs> man, let me think of like who I want to pick. I want like variety and stuff like that because I don't want to get bored with the band. So like I was thinking like originally I was thinking like you know okay Rush or like Fleetwood Mac or something like that. But I was just, like, I'm a bigger fan of Nine Inch Nails than I am of either of those yeah. bands. So
3: yeah. Oh yeah, I like Nine Inch Nails too. That's that's yeah. definitely
4: a good choice. I saw Nails live when I was a teenager with uh, Marilyn Manson in the Jim Rose sideshow. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Kenneth Tagher asks, uh, how about a job interview type question? Where do you see yourself in five years? I got
4: this one. We'll be on episode 283 by my math. <laughs> yeah.
2: And still upsetting people all over the <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Still only five members of the Army. Yeah. Jacob Harmon will still be listening. Uh, I don't know yeah. me. Podcasting I just podcasting full time would be great. Yeah, uh, I just uh, hopefully I'm just uh, I just see, I want to see myself just have uh, hopefully you know may- maybe married and happy. That's that's all I care about. I just want to be happy. Whatever I'm doing in five years, I mean, hopefully I'm just happy. I don't have like a five year plan, so but uh, yeah yeah we'll see. Hopefully I'm just happy. Yeah.
3: Living in the now, I think, is more important than worrying about your five-year plan. Just, right. have, just have a focus. What, yeah. what makes you happy should be your focus.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jeff LeBaron asked us a bunch of uh, questions here. Some of them I, I don't know even know how to answer. Uh, number one, Number one, where's my elephant? <laughs> it's in the room. It's in my closet. <laughs> number two, rate the Bonds after Connery? I mean, I'm not a big James Bond fan to begin with. Yeah, I would go
4: Daniel Craig, Roger Moore, George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton is the worst.
2: Yeah, I would go with I don't care. <laughs> I've just never been a Bond fan. I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't know if that makes I, me weird or not. But eh. Teach their own. I yeah. like it a lot. I'm a big Bond guy. Uh, which one or ones of you slept your way into the show?
4: Jake.
3: Yeah, definitely me. Yeah, it'd be Jake. Jake's a <laughs> slut.
2: Uh, let's see here. Number four, torpedo tits, yay or nay? Yay. Yeah. Yes, please. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Is it
3: between torpedo tits or like pancake tits? What are we talking about? What's our choices?
2: I don't know. Torpedo tits, yay or nay? I think he's just like, he wants our thoughts on torpedo tits. It's not like it's a, like a, it's a multiple choice thing here. Okay. I just yay. I'll just say meh. Yes. I'll say meh. <laughs> Meh. Uh, What what do each of you prefer to drink?
3: Uh, I'm a big Bloody Mary uh, fan. Bloody Marys are, um, uh, if I'm drinking beer, Newcastle. And if I'm drinking soda, uh, a nice crisp Mist.
4: (laughs) 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 Yeah, beer, I'm pretty much, I'm either Newcastle or Red Stripe if it's my choice. If it's a cheap night, it's definitely the Miller High Life. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite soda is. I'm I'm weird about soda. I, I buy like a different twelve pack every time I go to the store. Soda. yeah. S- yeah. <laughs> sody. Sody. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite sodi is. <laughs> or they
2: call it the sody pop or pop. Sody pop. I don't call it. Pows your sodi pop in. Uh, I I don't know. I usually like when we first started the show. I used to drink like every episode, just because like the nervousness of doing this, and like you know who knows who we're gonna be talking to. So like I was just nervous about doing this show. So I would drink like usually like a little bit of vodka, maybe a Red Bull and vodka, vodka you know, or you know, uh, or, uh, you know uh, vodka and cranberry. Um, I'm not a big beer drinker. I can drink beer. I just don't typically drink beer. Um, I, I'm one of these guys who I'm totally comfortable drinking like your little foofy drink. I like I'll go out and order like the the foofy drink. I don't give a shit. Um, it tastes better. It yeah, does. It tastes better. I don't want to. I don't want to taste something that's you know tastes like something you could preserve a dead body in. I just <laughs> I, I want to enjoy what I'm drinking. And uh, yeah, of course I do want to get a buzz, and I don't want to sit there and drink like you know uh, twenty zemas in order to get there. But um, you know, at the same time, I. I don't know. I, if I do drink beer, it's usually something really cheap, like Bud Light or something like that, or like Platinum or whatever. I don't really care. Um, I'm not a big drinker anyway. Um, I, haven't, I haven't drank on the show in the last, I think, four or five episodes now. So, but um. I have.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, number six. It uh, doesn't really apply to us because you guys and me we haven't really been watching a lot of this. Rate the Doctor's. Um, trick yeah. question. There's only one doctor, and his name is Tom Baker. If I were, to, I don't know. I've only I'm only on two doctors. I've only watched Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant, so I'm not the best, you know, ju- uh, judge here. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, me neither. Number seven. What podcasts do you listen to?
3: Um. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, I like a lot of the, uh, like, I'll listen to, like, the NASA channel where they're just talking about what they're doing at NASA. So I listen to a lot of, like, the science ones. I know it sounds kind of boring, but yeah, that's kind of stuff I li- <laughs> that like. Was not, I'm
2: just- that was not
3: what I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, if I'm just, like, doing something around the house or whatever, that's usually when I listen. It's, it's usually about science talk because that stuff blows my mind. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, when he's talking about, you know, the moon or Mars, or he's starting to talk about quantum physics, that that kind of stuff I love. But I I also really like uh, Joe Rogan podcast and like uh, Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast, just stuff where people are just shooting the shit that that stuff I love. I just love listening to those guys. And, you know, it's funny. And, and they also get deep sometimes. I, I like that kind of stuff. So those are my big ones.
4: Yeah, before we started doing this podcast, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts, but I really don't listen to very many at all anymore. The only one I still currently listen to is um, Rob has a podcast just because of the Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother stuff. Other than that, I pretty much don't listen to any podcast anymore.
5: Huh?
2: Um, I listen to a ton, I mean a ton of podcasts, and it's because I drive like... All the time. I drive uh, an hour to work and an hour back home pretty much every day. So, like, I have nothing. I don't want to sit there and listen to music all the time. All the time. So, wow. I'll, I, the only time I listen to music is when I'm at the gym. Um, but other, other than that, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. Um, I do listen to a Chicago Bulls co- podcast called Bulls Beat. It's got a host, Doug Tonus. I really like that. Um, I listen to, uh, let's see here, Star Joes, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I listen to that. I listen to uh, some Smodco stuff. I listen to you know, Tell Him Steve Dave, one of the Kevin Smith's uh, podcast under the Kevin Smith banner of uh, Smodco podcasts. It's with um, Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson of um, of uh, comic book uh, men, and then uh, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. They do a podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave. Then I listen cool. to Jane Silent Bob Get Old with uh, Jason Muse and Kevin Smith, uh, you know, uh, Silent Bob and Jay. And then um, I listen to – I do listen to some comic book podcasts. Uh, I listen to Talking Comics, which is a comic book podcast I've been listening to for over a year now. And they just celebrated their 100th episode. Awesome. So oh, nice. I thought that was really cool um i listened to another podcast which they haven't come out with a new episode in a while it's called rocking comics rocking comics and like they haven't come out with a new episode in a while and like the host zach um he lives in Rantoul or champagne one of the two just so they oh, cool yeah they record locally around here which i thought is cool but the the podcast that i love that i could not live without um it's it's just some guys in texas three guys in texas bill mcgonnell Uh, Brad Milo and Frank Renkahn. It's a really, uh, just a really fun personal podcast. Just three guys talking about anything and everything. It's called Half Hour Wasted. And, Hmm. uh, it's the podcast that got me into podcasts, really. It was kind of like my gateway podcast. And I don't know. It's just like, I've listened to these guys forever. It's just a small podcast and, uh, they just feel like family to me. And I've never met any of them, but it's the one podcast that I could not live without.
4: Well, that's great.
3: (laughs) And, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, um, been I'm addicted to it, and it, it comes out every Monday. And every Monday, I listen to it in the morning. It's the first podcast I listen to Monday morning on my way to work. It's just like I mean, half an hour every week too. It's they they there are times where they like they they get it to half an hour, but sometimes it'll go to an hour. I used to love it when <laughs> it would go like longer because uh, I have nothing better to do on my car rides there. But yeah, these. Right. Are, they're great guys. I've actually, like, they've had call-in episodes, and I've called in before and, like, left messages for them that they played. They Their mixer went out on them, and uh, they had, like, people, like, donate for the mixer, and I, like, sent them some money for the mixer. That's how much I love this podcast, so. Oh, nice. It's yeah. so awesome. They're great guys. They're a lot of fun, so that's that's yeah. my favorite podcast. Uh, I, um.
4: Yeah, I, I I drive forty minutes back and forth to work too, and I, I've kind of moved on. I'm a big audiobook guy, so that's kind of why I'm down to one podcast. I'm mostly doing audiobooks when there's not a new episode of the one show I listen to.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I like I like
4: those too. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. Don't get me. St- I mean, there's so. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about doing that. Like the uh, what is it? The Audible dot com and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Audible a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see here his final question is uh, how many licks does it take to get through the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop
4: (laughs) it depends how determined your tongue is
2: yeah it's a really subjective question it does and it depends on who you ask if you ask a turtle or an owl it really depends
4: yep
3: Find out for yourself, kids. Right, <laughs> to, to each their own.
2: <laughs> this is one question. This next one has come from, It comes from Jacob Harmon, uh, Jake's buddy, and I, I know this is like one that you guys struggled with. Um, it was if you guys could see any franchises crosses, crossing over, what would it be? I'm saying I could see the Ninja Turtles kicking ass in Gotham. So he wants to know, um, you know, what what kind of crossover shit would you like to see?
3: I would be a big fan of seeing something like uh, V versus or like V crossing over with like a show like X-Files, you know, bring it bring it kind of down to earth and a little more subtle than some of V was. I, I think that'd be fun. I, I just I, I couldn't think of like a comic book related one. So I went with that. Like if I would do a comic book one, I, I was thinking like Thor meets King Arthur in the Knights of the Round, you know, something like that. I always thought that would be a cool story like. You know, Thor's Hammer versus Excalibur, that kind of thing. You know, just something like that. But mainly, like, yeah, science fiction-wise, I want to see, like, V meets X-Files.
4: Yeah, I struggled with this one a lot. Um, The one I came up with that I'd like to see is actually Star Wars and Alien, which I saw we posted pictures of on our Facebook wall this week, which were really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd like to see it, you know, just really scaled down, you know, just like eight guys on a ship and then, you know, the aliens there. And do a really, you know, like a a bottle episode of Star Wars, if you know what I mean.
2: Oh, man. Dude, I'd love to see, like, uh, the aliens on the Death Star. You know, like, as soon as, like, you know, Vader, like, cuts one, the acid blood starts to destroy the Death Star. So they're like, holy shit, you know? Like, what do I do? (laughs) There goes another one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It would be a nightmare for them. That would be awesome, though. Um, I chose... um, Oh, yeah. Because... uh, because I've been getting into Doctor Who, I chose Doctor Who crosses over with uh, the X Men uh, because the X Men deals a lot with time travel too, and so right. you know Doctor Who gets really pissed off with all the time displacement going on, and and we get to see really cool conversations between you know Hank McCoy who's the Beast trying to you know talk to him and explain to him. Uh, you know, like what they're doing with with the time travel and and why it's not a problem. And then you know, you know, uh, Doctor Who gets all pissed off and explains to him that he's a fucking time lord, and right. he's 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 not going to listen to you know time travel science from anyone, let alone you know a blue furry beast. Um, I think that would just be really cool to see that kind of happen. Uh, even in like the Battle of the Atom story that's happening now, you know, just like out yes. of nowhere, Doctor Who just fucking shows up and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You guys have all got it wrong. This has got to stop."
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, let's see here. Michael Cornish asks, us, uh, "I know one just moved to Maryland. He's talking about uh, Chad. Uh, where are the others?" Hmm. Who are the others? <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about he's talking about the leftovers. Yeah, they're on they're on the island still, the others. <laughs>
3: yeah. We can get real in depth on this one.
2: <laughs> um I uh, live I live in Peoria nah I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> Where are you, Brian? Uh, I used to live in Peoria, Illinois. I've since moved to Decatur, Illinois, which is a long story in itself. I did not want to live here. Uh right. I uh, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say I have it. I have an ex-wife, and now, now I'm stuck in Decatur, <laughs> Illinois. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I'm originally from Peoria. That's how I know Jay, and uh, now I live in Decatur, Illinois. So I'm about uh, an hour and a half away from you guys.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're in Peoria. So, uh, yeah, grew up here. Uh, well, in Metamora, kind of outside Peoria, but you know, always lived here for the most part.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I've been in puri my whole life too. Yeah. Uh,
2: Ryan Craft asks, uh, to each one of the leftovers, is there a person responsible for getting you guys into geek pop culture? For me, it was my uncle would let me take his old Marvel comics and action figures from the attic and look at them and play for hours. He was the only one in the family that liked that kind of stuff and is 100% responsible for me and my brother's obsession with comics, movies, and books in that genre. P.S. I love the show, guys. It makes my days of working in the Texas heat go by that much faster, and it's greatly appreciated.
3: Wow. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks a lot.
2: Yeah. Now we answer the question, guys. Now we just don't see it. <laughs> we actually have to answer it now. Yeah,
4: I mean, this one, you know, it pretty much goes back to what I was saying. You know, the guy that gave me the comic on Halloween and my mom are pretty much the big encouragers. You know, my mom was always very good about letting me, taking me to whatever movie I wanted to see and bringing me to the comic shop every week.
3: Yeah, I would. Yeah, my mom, like I said earlier, like she encouraged it because I was into art and, you know, and just. I don't know. I don't I don't know why she did it. Like she's never really explained that to me, but uh she was always in I guess she was just always into those kind of movies and that's how I got exposed to sci fi and then comic books. She used to buy me like for Christmas, she'd buy me those Marvel collectible boxes, you know, and they'll just fill it with like, you know, random comics. Most of them were like second prints and stuff. But I got to read the gambit of of Marvel, all the Chris Claremont stuff on X Men and uh you know all the hellfire club stuff it you know it was all marvel stuff for the most part i got into batman way later but yeah yeah definitely my mom uh was,
2: i don't know this is a hard one for me i i i don't i can't pinpoint a certain person in my life i don't i don't know i i really nobody honestly i think it was just uh the the thing that influenced me the most was my television set just turning it on and seeing what i responded to you know i grew up liking you know transformers thundercats gi joe you know then teenage mutant ninja turtles shit like that and uh i don't think nobody really nobody in my family really took an interest in anything that i did or really cared for that matter so it was all me pretty much i mean i did i guess i did watch like you know planet of the apes with my dad and maybe like the conan movies and red sonja and shit like that but um i don't know uh i don't know for the most part what i think it was me that just just turned on the tv and whatever was there is what i got into so yeah just
3: kind of a natural connection yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, let's see here all right uh we've got michelle pratt as: uh, my question to all the leftovers is if you had to choose one medium of entertainment for the rest of your life, what would it be? Movies, music, television, or books and comics? And why? Ooh. Wow.
3: Oh
2: Christ. Damn it, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't have an answer, I can give mine. Well, I, I would say movies for me. Yeah, give yours, Brian. Let me think a sec. Mine is, uh, Jay, why? Why movies?
3: I, I need. I, I'm a visual guy, I, so I need. I just need that visual input. You know, I, I love books, and I, I and comics also have a visual element. But for me, like the penultimate is the is the movie.
2: Okay, gotta
3: see it. That's what's intriguing the most to me is is that art form. You know,
2: I chose uh, television, um, just because like, you know, TV shows are like stories, and they there there a lot of them are ongoing, and. Um um, I need that visual and I need the sounds, too. Um, and there's a lot of good storytelling and, and a lot of shows going on out there. So I, I'd, I'd go with television. Um, plus, I, you know, there's like a variety out there for TV. So Right.
4: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with television, too, just for the serial aspect of it. You know, keeps you coming back every week really well and just a lot of good stuff, you know, pretty much every genre.
3: It's so much better than it's ever been. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, music would probably be my last on that list, even, yeah. though I, <laughs> yeah. even though I love music so much, too.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't
4: occupy me, enough. No.
3: Um, yeah.
2: Music would definitely be the last on my list, too. I mean, she didn't add uh, video games in there, but I, I don't play video games hardly anymore at all. I think, like, this week has been the first week, I think, in maybe a year that I had played video games. Which one were you playing? (laughs) I've got a PlayStation 3. No, I I don't play any new games. Um, I've got a PlayStation 3. I was playing, I was busting out an oldie. It was Marvel Ultimate Alliance.
0: Oh, I love that game. I love that game too. So
2: I was playing that (laughs) and uh, having a lot of fun with it. And um, well, when my buddy Jared was here, we played it. And uh, after he left, it was like, man, I still want to play that game. So I've been playing (laughs) it. And, you know, I've been, you know, you know getting the different suits and things like that for the characters and playing it but yeah i had a lot of fun with that game um i just don't i used to i think video games like with like so many things different things coming out and like my budget video games are so expensive the systems are expensive and it's just they're so time consuming and Honestly, I think me and my girlfriend's relationship is a lot healthier because I don't play video games. I think oh, yeah. if you have a girlfriend or a wife or whatever and she plays video games and will play them with you, like I've got a buddy Joe, like he plays uh you know role playing games and stuff like that, like MMOs and whatever. And like yeah. his his wife will play with him. I mean, they'll go on quests quest together and shit. And that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That works for their relationship. But like, dude, like my girlfriend, me and her could play, we could play Mario and some like Wii sports and stuff like that. But I don't think she wants to play like, you know, like Halo and, and shit like that with me. And so, <laughs> I mean, and I, Honestly, I, I used to be able to sit down and play Halo for hours. I used to play EverQuest for hours. I used to, like, call in to work and shit to play EverQuest. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, like, one time I was in a relationship, and I would play, like, EverQuest from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep, and it really affected my relationship. So, like, I can get addicted to, like, these RPGs and shit like that. And so I kind of eliminated that from my life, and... In a way, there's times where I miss it, but it's nice to just kind of like like I did today, like kick back and play these, and like it's it's fun, you know right right that's
4: funny that you say that, Brian there's a few Final Fantasy games that have ended a couple of relationships for me, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I
2: understand you what you're saying, yeah, <laughs> dude. I lost my first love to Final Fantasy. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> uh, let's see jacob parman asked us another question we had some we, we like we thought we were going to do the meet the leftover show we asked it and then like we asked a follow we asked the question again because we didn't record it that week so we got some more questions and jacob Harman asked us um if you guys could own any pop culture earthbound car or truck what would it be i could see you guys repping an a-team van just saying <laughs> I, I, I would pick the uh, Sergeant
3: Slaughter Warthog vehicle. I don't know if you guys remember his Warthog. It had oh, like, the teeth on it. Yes, oh, dude, yeah, I had dude. that.
2: And it would float yeah. in the water. Yeah, it floated. Yeah. And it had
3: two missile launchers at the top. And uh, yeah, I, I just always loved that. Like, I would put that up against any of the just huge ass G.I. Joe vehicles and destroy it. <laughs> so definitely that vehicle.
2: I had that. I had that in the bridge layer.
3: Oh, yeah. I love the bridge later, too. Don't get yeah. me wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I chose the Semi for Mask. The is cool. Oh, yeah, oh.
4: dude. I remember Mask. I wanna just, just want to be able to shove cars off the road, you know? Hey, get some road rage and just hit the button and just knock the cars out of the
2: way.
3: Yeah, it had a Ram on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think I'd want to drive the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Oh fuck yeah! Oh Jesus. yeah, because dude, I love that movie, and it would my my Delorean. Of course, it would be rocking the flux capacitor with a Mister Fusion. Um, mine has the flying modification, of course, and then to, just to make sure that I have it, because like Marty always had this problem, I would always have an unlimited supply of plutonium to give me to make sure to give me the necessary one point twenty one gigawatts needed to make time travel possible. So, gotta get in there with those Libyans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Libyans
3: I remember asking my mom what are Libyans I asked my mom to say a thing <laughs> why does he say that
2: uh, my mom was in her bedroom ignoring me jeez <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I feel bad for laughing now
4: <laughs>
2: good choice good yeah. choice um, let's see here um Okay, Ryan Drost uh, from the Star Joes podcast asks, uh, if you could have complete creative control of one comic property and one movie property, which would you control and what would you do with it? Assuming you are controlling it to change it and make it better than what it has been done before. I was hoping he was going to go for the flip side of that. Like, Which one would you uh, prefer to fuck up and destroy? (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah. so i'd be like
2: well pretty much everything michael bay's done with every movie he's ever fucking put out exactly he's destroyed yep. our childhood with uh transformers and soon-to-be Te- teenage mutant ninja turtles so
3: yeah that's yeah. almost a natural defense go against michael bay yeah so
2: you know go, jumping on top of that i'd just uh like to say i would take over the transformers movie franchise yeah and I would make sure to, I'd bring in the talent from the cartoons and from the comic books to help with the voice acting and with the plot. I I would try to make it a more expanded universe and not just earthbound. Um, I mean, of course, you do need a human there to relate to. But I've always found that I was able to relate to the robots as well in the show, that each one of them had, like, their own personalities. And I almost thought that I related more with, like, the robots. Um, right. And you know I mean, um the robots i w- I would make them I would redesign them they 'd be more colorful and fun than they are in like the bay movies um, i we'd get to see cybertron unicron um fortress Maximus yeah, I mean we'd have Optimus prime we'd have the origin story of him as Orion Pax. Um, I bring some of the uh, comic stories to life that I saw that I read as a kid. Like one of them I talked about earlier was the Smelting Pool miniseries, right? You know, right. with Blaster and uh, you know on the Decepticon ruled Cybertron, uh, where the Autobots were hunted down for scrap metal. It was fun, and he partnered up with uh, this Autobot Scrounge, and then they they bottled, they battled Straxus, and and I do some of that kind of shit, man. I. I don't know. I just I think the Transformers movie franchise could really help from that. Uh, As far as a comic book property, I I don't really know. Um, There's a lot of comics out there that are bad, but I don't think I have the imagination to really jump in there and like fix anything. Fix
4: Deathstroke, Brian? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Fix Gambit. I mean, I don't don't know. There's, I don't know if I have that. I don't think I have that kind of like writing voice that I could, I'm going to leave it to the professionals when it comes to that. Uh, I think I'd be better at like directing visually, you know, and telling people what to do and how I want a scene played out. As far as like writing dialogue, eh, I don't think I could do it. (laughs) Especially yeah, comic. A, comic dialogue is so different. Comic dialogue, I think I'd want to explain too much, and you don't have a lot you can explain in in a panel. So it's, it's, it's I think it's more difficult to do a comic than it is to actually do a, a movie, in my opinion.
4: I, I kind of combine my answers. I would take control of the Harry Potter franchise and uh, Marvel Comics so I could get uh, some comics adapted from the Harry Potter books. I'd really like to see A lot of the hottest modern artists get a crack at uh, drawing and imagining all the Harry Potter stuff. I'd really love comic book adaptations of these books. I mean, can you imagine, like, what Pascal Ferry could do with this stuff or just a ton of big artists out there, you know?
3: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something you could continue in the comic book form, you know?
4: Yeah, and not even like a continuation, just just a straight-up adaptation I'd really like to see. I mean, that already that's, what, 200, 300 issues, if not more. I mean, and I can't imagine it wouldn't make money. I, I'm surprised they haven't made comic adaptations of these books, to be honest.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, J.K. might have been approached. We don't know. So
4: I would love that. I'm going to tweet JK tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean like, you know, yeah. Who would like take over that? Would it be like, I'm sure like they'd all bid on it, you know, between DC and, and Marvel and yeah, I know that's not the,
4: not really the answer to the question he was looking for, but it's what it made me think of when I thought of a movie franchise and a comic franchise was God, can I get my fucking Harry Potter comics? Right. (laughs)
3: Um, for me, I, I was. I'm kind of like you, Brian, uh, but for me, it was He Man as far as like my movie properties. Um, I still think that could be done really well. Uh, like really mix like you know, like Lord of the Rings with like Star Wars, like make it real science fiction, kind of like the you know, kind of like the new cartoons were where they mixed a lot of kind of sci fi elements and they had technology, you know, and uh. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, like, there's such a vast amount of characters in that in that universe. It's just like Transformers, where there's just so many different characters to choose from and and storylines to do. And it's just never been done right. And, you know, even, like, you know, stuff like the Highlander, almost. Like, when I saw the original Highlander, I was like, this is a lot like He-Man, you know, almost in a way. So you could really do that, almost make it kind of, you know, do, do like an 80s style like He-Man, like. Cause that's when it was, that's what we grew up with. So make it kind of retro and, and at the same time, sci-fi. Uh, but as far as like comic books, I really like right now, I'm just so disappointed in the justice league. Um, that that's the big one that I just, every time I, you know, I get them at the store, I don't, I don't buy them for myself, but it's one of those comics I always read over to see when it's going to get good again. Um, But, yeah, to me it's just kind of overburdened with a lot of stuff. And I think one of the main things for me is I would change Superman. I would have him not in the team. I would have Batman be the leader, have Shazam, Cyborg, Martian Manhunter, you know, all the usuals. But have Superman be the reason they got together. Like, I mean, they've done that story before, but really make it because the the only times that they get together is because of something like Superman being a threat, you know, And, and not have it like a... Not have it, like, always ongoing weekly or monthly. Just have it an event kind of thing. Make Justice League an event. You know, almost like when when Marvel does, like, Infinity or something. Just make it Justice League. You know, this is what's going on this month. Right. Because otherwise, it's like you run out of ideas, I think, with that comic. And there's a lot of stuff they throw in there, and it's just stupid. Or the, they'll try and, you know, change it to make it more violent or adult. And it's like, that's not what it needs. It just needs a break, and it needs to, to let go of some characters. Right. That's just that's just me though.
2: Hey, uh, back to your He Man. Who would you cast as He Man in a He Man film? Ooh, that's tough. But you know, honestly,
3: um, I would I would probably cast Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, just from seeing him, and it's stupid because it's not really something to gauge it off of. But just seeing him in like the Prince Persia thing that he did, you know, based on the game and all that, I was like, man, he could really pull that off, and you know, play Prince Adam, play He Man you know do the do both characters because it's two separate things you know you play the kind of goofy uh you know prince adam and then you're the heroic he-man i i I just after i saw that stuff and i mean he's definitely got the fucking talent to do it i i don't think it needs to be some big dude like you you could even say you know from true blood you could say what's setten's guard is his last name alexander scarsgard um scars yeah, yeah. He would, he would probably be another, you know, somebody I would
2: I, I would definitely be okay with. Dude, I would just say fuck it, I don't care if he is playing Thor, or Chris Hemsworth. Fuck it, dude. That's yeah. that's your fucking <laughs> yeah. he, man. I don't give yeah, a he, shit. I don't care if, I don't care if he's playing. Like you've got dude, it's like everybody's like, "Well, he's he's already playing Thor. Who gives a shit?" Harrison Ford back in the day was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Who gives yeah. a fuck? I mean, yeah. he's the in my opinion, he's the guy for the job.
3: Yeah. He is pretty much He Man. <laughs> He's Netflix,
4: Daredevil, and Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it doesn't, that's a bad
4: example.
3: <laughs> that's, that
2: is a horrible example, but. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Yeah, that, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's who I would go with.
3: Yeah, somebody that's like. It's got to be somebody that's likable, you know? Just yeah. Because He Man's a likable character, and it's got to be fun. It's got to be 80s style
4: retro sci fi. Just do that. I would cast Joshua Jackson.
2: Oh, brother. He man would do the triple deek. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Let's go, Bill Murray. I would cast Bill Murray as He man. <laughs> um, if you did a podcast not based on pop culture, what do you think your yours would be about?
3: Uh, well, you know, I've actually thought about this before. You know, Brian actually, before you approached me about doing this, was like, I I've just really been into talking it like listening to stuff about you know history you know and getting into like current events and social issues stuff like that so that was kind of what i was Great. thinking about on my own was just really like looking at what happened what has happened in the history and what's happening today and just talking about it and you know just keeping it light nothing too serious but that that's that would be my other interest if i'm gonna yap for a couple of hours
4: yeah if i if I had time for another podcast, I would do a podcast on DuckTales, actually. I would <laughs> a- I would analyze all 101 episodes of DuckTales on each episode, you know, and <laughs> just break down each episode, do the movie too, just the all DuckTales podcast. Yeah. Duck would, and duck supplements.
2: I would do a podcast on why the fuck Jake Elliott is doing a DuckTales podcast.
3: <laughs> um, it it, it would analyze
2: why the fuck you are analyzing each 101 episodes and – it would analyze why the fuck you're analyzing the movie as well. <laughs> I mean, we're
4: So each week it would be kind of like
2: you know it'd be con- it be kind of like whatever your podcast it'd be like the talking bad or like the talking dead. Like after you get done with an episode, I would just me and my friends would talk about why the fuck you're doing that and why you were talking about <laughs> ducktails. It'd be a <laughs> follow-up. A separate- it'd be a companion show to your DuckTales show.
4: Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, you know what? If you did a DuckTales podcast, I would probably go out there and buy these DuckTales, uh, these DuckTales episodes, and watch them and listen to the podcast. That's awesome! Thank you, Brian. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm being serious. Honestly, it would yeah, probably yeah. it would probably want to make me watch those cartoons again because I did really enjoy those cartoons as a kid, and I love the video game.
4: You'd be surprised how many questions you ask when you watch those cartoons as an adult. There's really a lot going on in each episode. A lot of funny stuff to talk about. Yeah, like, why
2: didn't Uncle Scrooge break his neck every time he dived into the money? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, if if I dived into, like, a whole, like, pit of coins, it would snap my fucking neck. But this guy, he's... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what like
3: if- is he, seventy, eighty years old? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> right. He definitely drinks his milk every day. <laughs> he what a oh what a jerk. He would even put on the swimming cap and do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what
3: you <a> know.
2: Jerk. <laughs> What an asshole! What an yeah, asshole!
4: We talk about it. talk about his feud with Gladstone. You know, talk about Robo and Bubba and all the all the good
2: stuff. Were you it guys, was
3: a good fucking cartoon. Were you know?
2: guys like when you guys were growing up as kids? Were you guys like obsessed with Treasure like I was?
3: yeah like anytime
2: like you watch like a movie where they showed treasure you were like looking at the jewels and the crowns and you were like oh my god look at this wow like indiana jones and shit and like i remember the goonies Goonies, that's what i was gonna say goonies like anytime like they were like on the on the ship and they were looking at you know one eyed Willie's treasure i was just like oh my gosh look at all those gems and jewels and And stuff like that. I was just really obsessed with, like, treasure, like, finding treasure and stuff like that. And, like, uh, treasure adventures and stuff like that. I thought it was really cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I would, like, just... I would go to, like, the gullies and cul-de-sacs in the neighborhood and act like I was trying to find treasure. Mm -hmm. I mean, fuck, I remember, like, digging my backyard up. And my (laughs) dad was like, you can kill yourself doing that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hit a power line, you know, but... I was like, yeah, I was always, that that kind of stuff, yeah, I was always looking for treasure. Yeah. Still haven't found it, found the buried treasure, but.
2: It'd be cool to be an archaeologist and actually, you know, get funded Fuck to yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah, make new discoveries,
3: you know. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, Egyptian stuff would just be amazing, you know. Yeah. Coming across absolutely. like a, like a tomb that actually has stuff that hasn't been raided, you know, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we're going to run out of
3: that at some point, I would assume, so. Yeah. I re- yeah, I definitely remember. That was another thing. Like when I was a kid, it was just like always about the adventure of that kind of stuff. And that's why Indiana Jones was awesome because that's the same. It's basically like this kid that gets to do that, you know.
2: That's why that movie was great. Um, I would do – if I these questions are all from um, Ryan, which is great. He asked us three questions. They're great questions. Uh, if, I ha- if I could do a, a podcast that was not based on pop culture, uh, I would do a Chicago Bulls sports podcast. Um, just kind of nice. like breaking down each game, so it'd be like 82 games plus you know your your uh, playoff games. So after each game, I would just get on and say you know the highlights of the different games, like you know what they scored, who won, and my thoughts on the games, and maybe have a co-host or something like that. But that's what I would do. I would just do a Chicago Bulls sports podcast. Uh, I actually for years I was part of a uh, Chicago Bulls message board, and I just got off of it last year because it was just things just get heated on this thing. But um yeah. since 1999 I've been talking to these guys that I've never even met, but we're on a Chicago Bulls message board and every once in a while they'll email me and ask me if I'm coming back and one of the I I will come back. But man, there's just times where it's just like uh, you follow these players and you love this team so much that things get heated and so you have yeah. to just get out of there for a while, but I'll I'll end up going back to the to the page, but um, that's what I would do, Chicago Bulls Sports Podcast.
3: Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Is, is there a lot? Are, are there a lot of people doing that already? Or Sports podcasting? Well, like just for the Chicago Bulls, like do they have a lot that yeah, people do um, that?
2: Yeah, I listen to two of them. I listen to Bulls Beat um, with uh, Doug Tonis, and I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. Um, and then uh, I listen to uh, another one with, uh, it's actually got two hosts, uh, Fred and Mark and uh what is it called it's called Bull something but uh i listened to two of them um i've tried to listen to a couple others they're just not as good as those so yeah
3: i yeah i would enjoy that i'm not even a big sports guy but it'd be yeah i I'd, I'd like to hear you do something like that actually
2: yeah yeah maybe one of these days uh i would i just think it'd be great to do it with like a co-host maybe you know i don't know if i could sit there and talk bulls i could actually talk bulls by myself i'm a <laughs> fan but i'd be great to have somebody to like uh, you know recap different uh, games with
3: oh yeah that'd be cool uh
2: ryan also asked us who is your favorite all-time character in pop culture um you can split it up into movies and comics and remember it's characters not actors
3: uh, for me, it's Batman in comic books. Um, always has been, always will be. And then uh, as far as, like, movies, uh, I- I'm kind of torn between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. But I'd ha- I'll have to say Luke Skywalker. The the Batman, Luke Skywalker, those are the two characters in those genres that have impacted me the most, I would say.
4: Yeah. From comics, I'm going to go Spider-Man. And from movies, I'm going to go um, Ash from the Evil Dead series.
2: Oh, Nice. Nice. Oh, uh, I love Bruce Campbell, dude. Oh, no. Um, Great guy. Yeah, he uh, he came to Decatur a few years ago and premiered uh, My Name is Bruce. And then came after the movie was over with, he came out on stage and talked with everybody and did a Q&A. Kind of like what Kevin Smith does with his movies, too. And, yeah, uh, super
3: down-to-earth guy. He's, yeah, cool. he's,
2: he's the same guy. In the movies, that he is in person, he's a snarky smartass, and it's awesome. It's just awesome watching him like interact with like real people. It was yeah. so cool. Like there was a girl that like drove, her and her friends drove like from out of state, like I don't even know how many hours to get there, and she asked him like, "Will you sign my arm?" Because as soon as you sign my arm, and the show's over, I'm leaving to go have your name tattooed, your signature <laughs> tattooed on my arm and like he gave her shit for it and like you know but it was really cool and he signed her arm and uh just a really cool dude but yeah i love ash the character as well so i know you're not talking about you know actors but i just wanted to bring up my little bruce campbell story
4: yeah it's hard to bring up ash and not bring up bruce campbell absolutely
2: yeah. um for me uh for like tv and movies i'd have to say Optimus prime um i mean just he was just a like a true hero a leader and uh, just to me he just represented everything you wanted in a hero. And um as a, and and for comics I'd go with I'd me too, I'd go with Peter Parker. Uh he's my guy in comics. Uh, he's the only comic book character that has made me tear up. So um when reading a comic. Uh let's see here. Craig Clifton. Let's see here. Craig uh says and Craig's uh very uh vocal on our on our page, which is cool craig and who else and and uh kenneth tagger we've got a lot of great listeners dude we really do
3: yeah, oh yeah for sure
2: yeah mark perillo uh he's he, he's been messaging us again aaron claude miller he's still out there listening which is awesome andrew peck andrew peck of course uh him and his uh is it his wife darcy yeah yeah they're great um, chloe yeah yeah we've got a lot of great listeners michelle pratt um, yeah,
3: it's it's awesome because like I you know I don't get on Facebook as much as I'd like to, and yeah. it's nice to be like like I'll spend a whole night just going over what you guys are talking about, and it's awesome yeah. to, to hear from people. It's really good that you're involved because that's what that's what this whole thing's supposed to be about. So
2: yeah, like me and Jacob Harmon were just like like chatting back and forth on Facebook one day in like one of the posts, just talking about the new Trans uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon on Nick. Right, and because I'm really into that, and uh, and we we're just talking about that back and forth, and uh, just you know we've got some really cool listeners. Um, it's pretty awesome. So, but yeah, uh, definitely. Craig Clifton says uh, asks us with 2015 shaping up to be one of the best years ever for movie geeks. What do you think was the best summer for movies so far, and what was your favorite film of that year?
3: Uh um i would i you know honestly like you know maybe i just don't have good memory but this was my favorite summer by far and with man of steel coming out and and being done the way i wanted it to and and you know just really liking that movie um it was definitely man of steel for me the first big thing in a long time where i was just really excited for summer films you know you had uh pacific rim also i really enjoyed that and, and I don't know. It's just this this summer was just one of the funnest summers I can remember, at least. So maybe it wasn't like box office wise, but I definitely had a lot of fun and I definitely felt like a kid again. I feel like um, they're really starting to tap into stuff that we're, we really grew up with. And um, but yeah, Man of Steel was my favorite this year and it was my my favorite summer by far.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 2005 really just for one movie only. And that's uh, episode three. I mean, I was just so hyped to see the prequel trilogy ending. And, you know, not because I didn't like it or anything, but, you know, to see it end, you know, to see the conclusion and to see it segue into episode four. I don't think I've ever been more feverish for a movie summer than episode three, 2005.
3: Yeah, it was an exciting summer for me too, for sure. Even though I, even though they didn't live up to what I wanted, but yeah, definitely.
2: I think, oh man, these are so tough. I mean, because like, it's hard that was to. A hard one. It is hard because it's like, it, uh, I'm going to go. Okay, the summers as a child because those are hard to top. Those yeah, are hard to.
4: Top. I almost said the Jurassic Park one myself.
2: Um, mine was uh, the first one was like 1989. You know, Batman. I remember watching. I still remember. I was on a family vacation. We watched it at a um, theater in Florida, and I remember mm-hmm. just like leaving that movie and thinking oh my god that was amazing and like all i could think about was like the different like you know scenes like the different iconic uh visuals in that movie um you know batman standing on top of buildings and and like the 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 bat wing you know when it went up into the into the sky and like you saw it like do the silhouette with the moon it looked like the bat signal and Yeah. And all these different cool scenes, and like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I just remember leaving that movie like mind blown. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this changes movies for me now. This is amazing. And then after that, there wasn't a movie to come along. It it came along two years later. It was James Cameron with um, uh, Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Um, Never had there been a movie where you had action sequences with, you know, like really cool action fighting. High explosives and then the CG was just amazing for that time. I never – and I still watch Terminator 2 and to this day it's my favorite science fiction movie of all time because that movie changed everything for me. And it may not be the best science fiction movie of all time but for me growing up as a 13-year-old kid – and, you know, being around the same age as Edward Ferdlong was in that movie, it kind of was like I related to it. Like I could relate to that kid and, you know, oh, yeah, he's got his own Terminator. Wow, this movie was just tailored for me.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Terminator 2 is the first and only movie I think I saw and then literally stayed and saw again back to back.
3: Yeah, it was awesome.
2: That's uh, for sure. Jay, me and you saw that in the theater together as 13-year-olds.
3: Yep. I, I remember just getting hyped up about it. We yeah. would see the previews or something yeah. or even just the soundtrack. We were just like, Man, yeah, you know.
2: I remember and, like watching like every late night talk show just to see extra scenes for Terminator Two before it came out. Like I remember watching Letterman and I still remember the scene that they showed on Letterman. It was the yeah. scene where he walks into the bar and I remember the scene ends as soon as like the pool stick goes across his head and snaps.
5: Yeah. And I just remember <laughs> yeah.
2: like I had it recorded and I would watch it over and over and over again. I was obsessed with this movie and I could not wait to see it. And it lived up to every expectation I've ever seen. And I watch that movie to this day, like religiously, at least, you know, once a year. I, I love it. Every time it's on TV I have to sit and watch it. And uh yeah, Terminator Two for me, but like as an adult, I think like two thousand twelve Uh, You know, with Amazing Spider-Man and, um, you know, Batman, uh, The uh, Dark Knight Rises, and then my favorite movie coming out of that summer was Avengers. I think Avengers was, like, the only movie, I think, that has made me feel like a kid again, and I think we owe that to Joss Whedon being, like, a comic book writer and then knowing what comic book readers want to see on the screen like he knew that we wanted to see thor fight hulk he knew that we'd love to see like you know uh you know out of nowhere like loki's giving like this grand speech to the hulk and hulk says fuck that and just grabs his leg and starts (laughs) beating the shit out of him and then says puny god that's what we wanted to see as comic book fans and and readers and he kind of tapped into that and that's the first time i actually saw it on film somebody got it they just got it and it made me feel like a kid again i had a fist-pumping moment at the end of that film when you first saw thanos my girlfriend and uh my other friend looked at me like i was crazy i was like yes (laughs) i said it out loud and they looked at me like i was a nut but I didn't care because I was just so damn excited that Joss Whedon gets it. Thanos, he's – this is like nobody would give us that and nobody else would give us that. It, it would just no. – the movie would just end. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But he Thanos, gave us – sure.
2: yeah, he gave us Thanos and I was just blown away. So I would have to say as an adult 2012 but as a child, definitely 1991 with Terminator 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get you. <laughs> I
3: fucking love Avengers. Yeah, that blew my mind. I remember, yeah, that was like, I think that's the only movie I ever clapped. It was just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And like a slow clap, too. It wasn't even like a, you know, standing up. It was just a slow clap. Yeah. And definitely Terminator. I I think, I I remember watching that video that you had, and I remember buying like every fucking, you know, like Fangoria and every magazine that was talking about it.
2: I still have my Terminator 2 postcards, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah, it totally him. blew my mind when that came out, um, and and see. I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger at that yeah. point
2: too. I used to have the Terminator Two poster, the one that had him on the bike, and then underneath it it said "I'm back" in big reg letters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was badass. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, that movie is so good. I I want to watch it now. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <sighs>
2: Dude, and when he gives the thumbs up at the end? I mean, I cried. I cried. <laughs> totally, man. Ah, oh, that movie was so good. It was just tailored for us, dude. It was just like that's ah, oh, so good. Yeah. That that the thumbs up part always bothered me. Jake, the, the chip's burn
4: up. How could he even do that?
3: Jake, get out. Of here. <laughs> get out of my house. The
2: chip had not burned up yet. You actually saw the chip burn up when his right. uh when the optic went out on him.
4: Yep. Like oh. the
3: Ring of Mordor.
2: Yeah.
4: But I mean, everything was submerged except for his hand at that point, right?
2: Hey, Jake, suspension of disbelief, buddy. <laughs> Let I, it go. <laughs> suspension of disbelief. Just, just know that it was a great moment and a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. right.
3: He was um, like his father dying,
2: it and was, if you it was amazing, and if you can't agree with that, I'm going to toss you into the melt into the metal. <laughs> yeah, uh, It won't be the thumbs going up. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Greg Step uh, he asked me. He says, "I want Brian to honestly explain his Melissa and Joey fixation. Uh, does it go back to Clarissa? Clarissa explains it all. Do you stare at Joey's hair?" And then he says, "Whoa,
0: <laughs> whoa." Um,
2: I don't know. I. I I don't know. I just remember watching Joey Lawrence as a kid. He was on Give Me a Break and then Blossom, uh, Lawrence Brothers, and I just think he's a funny guy. I never did watch Clarissa or that witch show that she was in. Um, Melissa and Joey, it's just kind of a throwback to those campy, goofy shows that we watched as a kid, you know, but with an updated feel. It's kind of like who's the boss meets our time. And it's just a palate cleanser to like all the dark and gritty shit that I do watch. So it's just silly and funny. I can kind of turn my brain off and, and just laugh. And, um, I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, but I like it. And that's, it's just a guilty. That's why it's a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. um, You miss those shows. I I think we all do miss like saved by the bell or, you know, Saved by the boss, all that stuff was just, yeah, Totally. It was just, it was just like kind of a relaxing kind of thing. I think that's probably what you're, you know, what you probably get from the show too. It's just a comfort zone, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of the shows that grew up. Like we had TGIF and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have that much anymore, and so like it's just kind of like a throwback. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He also asks us, "How? Oh, oh, yeah. What do you guys spend monthly on your comics?"
4: Oh, no. I know. I, I refuse to answer this question
2: <laughs> due to legal reasons and various other things. <laughs> too much money. A lot of money. Um, I just dropped a few titles today to get, the, to get my – oh, man, I spend a lot. And I get 35% off my books through the service I go through, and I still spend over – let's just say I spend over $100 a month on comics. Yeah, me too. So let's yeah, just say and
3: thirty five percent is basically costs. That's just like you're getting a hell of a deal, and you're still spending that. I, I'm the same way. I spend about, I you know, I probably get twenty or plus titles, and it's yeah, it's about a hundred or more. So, oh, but yeah, I try and keep up. You know, it's mainly Marvel. A couple DC. Uh, Image has been great lately with a lot of their titles. So that's the kind of stuff I get at least.
2: Uh, image man, they're breaking the bank for me, even though they're, most of their books are like 2 ninety nine or 3 fifty it's like every month every month uh, when you see previews they've got like something that like just like, oh man that's gonna be a great story. I, I got get that yeah. I got get that number one to see if that's gonna be good because like if you don't get that number one issue of like an image book, like sometimes these books are great and you're just like, oh man, I wish I would have got the jump on that. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Brian. Every month, Image has like three plus. Brand oh, new I know. Series. Like the last month, it was like, okay, I've got to add Drumheller. I've got to, dra- I got to add Black Science. I've got to add this and that. And it's just like, uh, somewhere I just got to draw the line. So ugh, yeah, yeah, but. Well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
3: Luckily, you can save
2: money on DC.
4: Unfortunately, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. In a true, good dude. Way. Yeah. Yeah, it's called
2: Just Read Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I did add Harley Quinn, though, because I want to I check out that new Harley Quinn book. I added that, too. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to check yeah. that out, at least. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Dan Hunter uh, asks, how much of horror movie fans are you guys? And do you have any favorites or unique experiences with them? Um, I just want to say, first off, thank you for asking this question, Dan. I love this question. Love, <laughs> Thank you. Seriously. I love this question. Um, Cause I, I don't know, you guys go ahead if you want to answer it.
3: I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of them, but you know, I love like the Chex- Texas, Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I like, I really like stuff like paranormal activity where it's kind of like, you know, and I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me on that, but something that, you know, makes you think, you know, stuff that's like scary out of the corner of your eye kind of thing um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was just so
2: damn realistic. Which and one though? Because like which, the original, the original from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Which I actually watched at your house for the first time. I had fucking nightmares. Yeah, about dude. It. Like
2: I would seen. I watched it before. Like I think like my parents were gone that night, and I was twelve years old, or they were in bed or something, dude. And I was watching it in the kitchen. I still remember we had like this little TV in the kitchen that yeah. we could get like HBO on, and it was one of those like under the cabinet kitchen uh, TVs. And I just kind of like, I had the volume down really low. Dude, that movie freaked me out as a kid, man. Like, (laughs) when, you know, because, like, What's his name? Uh, Leatherface, dude. He didn't have a reason to kill. He's just fucking crazy. It's like all these movies, they try to explain, like, why the killer is the way they are. It didn't matter with Leatherface, dude. He was just this guy with a chainsaw. He would just see you and just hit you over the head with a hammer. It wasn't about the slow burn or the, you know what I mean? It was just like, if he saw you, dude, he just fucking jacked you in the head with a hammer. And you've got a hammer that crushed your skull. And now he drags your body off, throws you up on top of a hook. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Dude was just fucking (laughs) crazy
3: yeah that was scary as fuck yeah that's that's definitely my favorite i also really like event horizon Mm -hmm. um that's another movie that scared the shit out of me. I I still can't really watch that movie. The yeah. the stuff that's more psychological than anything. I don't I don't like gore and and really violence all that much. Just the stuff that really fucks with you. That's what I like.
4: Yeah, I'm on the same page as Jay. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the modern horror movies that kind of play like torture porn like your Saw and your Hostel and all that garbage. You know, even the Evil Dead remake kind of seemed a little bit like going in that direction. You know, I like the more psychological horror too like the Silence of the Lambs or The Shining or The Exorcist or, you know, even the classic Hitchcock stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's that's really what I'm a big fan of. I really like seeing a good horror movie in a packed theater, though. I mean, that's the best way to see it, you know, when you get the whole audience reaction to something. Um, I still remember seeing Hannibal on opening night when they uh, popped open, popped open. Oh, what's the actor's name? Um, the guy from Unlawful Entry. I mean, they popped open his head and they ate his brain, and yeah. just a whole—I've never heard a whole crowd go "ew" all <laughs> all at the same time. It was a pretty amazing theatrical moment.
2: Um, I grew up watching like uh, creepy horror television shows, like Tales from the Dark Side, um, yeah. Monsters, uh, and Tales from the Crypt. I mean, I'd stay up really late at night to watch them. Um, I'd even record them on my VCR, um, and I'd record all the episodes and just watch them over and over again. I'm sure Jay and I, at one point, we watched them together, I'm sure, when you stayed there. Yeah,
3: USA Network.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, My favorite Tales from the Crypt episode was the episode where it was Don Rickles who played a – and if you guys have seen this, let me know. He played a ventriloquist.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah
2: yeah oh yeah and he was so good that his like his mouth never moved when he performed with the puppet um, and he had a huge fan of his show that was played by Bobcat goldthwaite yeah um,
3: yeah that was awesome I
2: loved it now uh, forgive me I haven't seen this episode in years but I remember Bobcat Goldthwaite finding out that while out why Don Rickles character was such a good ventriloquist he caught him uh, taking the puppet off his hand backstage and it revealed like this mangled weird looking conjoined twin
3: right where his hand <laughs> would be
2: and so this thing like looked weird as shit dude and it was really yeah. like really bizarre looking uh but it was a smart ass it was like it it was talking that's what was doing the act was it, his twin was like part of his hand so right. it, it was like this little thing it, it, it was it had a mouth and teeth and eyes and 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 it would talk and it had like these little rubber looking hands that just kinda like bounced up and down a little bit and shit. What a twist.
0: Yeah. But it
2: was really cool when I was a kid. It was just fun. You know, you had Don Rickolds being you know, he's a comedian and here he is arguing with his hand.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you know that
2: that was his brother, you know? And uh it was this deformed little thing on his hand and and, and the twin was actually really bossy and, and abusive to him and but it held a ton of power because he was what made the act so special. Um right. you know, and uh anyway, there's a, a really gory scene where Don Rickles hacks the thing off of him, off of his <laughs> arm <laughs> with a meat cleaver and then he just bleeds out and then, you know, the uh the little guy is, like, going to die, but he, like, tempts Bobcat Goldthwaite, you know, with, like, all the fame and fortune, you know, blah, blah, blah. Of what a great act they could have together. And he, he attaches himself to Bobcat's hands. And <laughs> it was – and then uh, I uh, did you guys ever watch the Puppet Master series? I was just going to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and me
3: would always talk about the Puppet Master. I remember yeah. it being a big, big one for you. Yeah. yeah. With all the
2: little dolls. Yes. yes. Yeah there was uh there the puppet master series was there was like six or seven movies that they made uh little puppets that came to life and they were running around and killing people um like the first one was uh the they were in a hotel with like a bunch of psychics and shit and they're going around killing all these psychics um there was the Okay, there was the puppet that had the drill for a head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so like he, it, like the setup would be like you know he would you would like look under your bed and and there he is and he would drill you in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. um, there was one they called her Leech Lady, and I remember uh, she would spit up leeches and they would suck out your blood until you died. And I remember like there was this guy, he was waiting for this woman to come back in the room and like he was tied up and she was going to have sex with him and and uh, leech, they killed her and then Leech ladies like kissing him and like putting leeches on this guy's body and then he starts screaming and then he dies. Um, <laughs> I think the leader was like, uh, was he named Hook? He was the one who had the yeah. pirate hook for hand. Yeah. You, you had Pinhead who was a puppet. He had a big body and a small head. He was really strong. Um, there was a puppet they introduced later. I think it was like Ah, movie five or six. He was a cowboy with six arms and six guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a cowboy. Yeah, he had like this weird laugh. He go, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. dude. I used to like think... Toy Story, but really fucked up. Yeah, it was like Woody if he was a spider and wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, dude I love I love the horror shit I grew up on not the shit that you have now dude um, there's a movie called Night of the – And horror movies were like a lot cooler back when you were a kid when you watched the Freddy movies and the Friday the 13th shit and
5: yeah, you know god. kids
2: going to camp and getting killed that's the kind of shit I could like oh my god I don't want to get a, I don't want to go to camp because I don't want like this kn- <laughs> knife to come up under the bed and, and, yeah. and kill me like in that Jason movie. Um, well,
3: even like, even like Michael Myers, you know, yeah. just the creepy guy in a mask was
4: enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was big into Hellraiser when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I was obsessed with the box.
2: Yeah, yeah the box. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hellraiser was freaky as hell. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what were we just talking about? We were talking about Hellraiser. What was the one before that we were talking about?
3: Nightmare, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday, on Elm the
2: 13th. Street. Friday the Thirteenth, and then uh, you said Halloween. Halloween. Did yeah. you know that was a faded uh, Captain Kirk mask?
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I think you said that actually.
3: You told me that.
2: Yeah, um, there was this movie that I, I loved. I probably watched it. I've watched it since I've been an adult, but it's like I've never gotten a copy of it. I've always wanted to get a copy of it because it's just one of those movies I love. It's called Night of the Demons. Hmm. It's where these teenagers, they go to this house and then one by one, it's like really corny, but it's really, I loved it when I was a kid. And one by one, they become possessed and then they start killing each other.
4: Mm-hmm. No, I never heard of that one.
2: Yeah, there's like, there's a, there's, it's got, of course, you know, I'm like, you know, 13, 12, 13, and it's got like, you know, teenagers and like they're having sex and getting killed. And it was just like one of those cool movies I really liked. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, I love that.
2: Oh yeah. I own Trapping it on him in the cotton candy. Yeah, yeah, the cotton candy cocoons.
4: <laughs> Do you guys remember the gate? I was a big fan of that, where they dig up a gate yeah, to hell in that the backyard. Was S- Stephen Dorf? Yeah, there was this scene where this girl gets stabbed in the eye with a Barbie leg. Oh man, that shit fucked me up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys like critters? Oh, I, oh, loved, yeah, critters. Yeah. Yeah, um, I loved critters. Yeah. loved critters too. Oh man. Critters and critters 2. Critters three kind of sucked, but Man, I love Critters and then uh I don't know. I wasn't a, a huge fan of Ghoulies, but I watched Ghoulies. Uh, um, wasn't DiCaprio in Critters too?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I he think was. so.
2: Yeah. He was, yeah. Um the dude from uh what's the uh, uh Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of the main characters in uh Critters. We need to do a uh horror movies from our childhood episode yeah. is what it sounded like. <laughs> the, yeah, um, sure. the, one of the scariest things that happened to me uh during um one of the scariest uh or, yeah because he, he asked dan hunter asked like uh do you have any favorites or, or unique experiences with these movies i was watching saw 2 in the dark with somebody else and then all of a sudden in real life a huge black spider falls onto my shoulder So I'm watching a horror movie and then to my horror, I look over and there's a huge black spider that just fell on my shoulder. I started flipping out and like the person next to me is like, dude, what's going on? Are you okay?" Because it like wasn't even a part in the movie where it was like something scary. It was just like, you know, Donnie Wahlberg was like walking down a corridor And, uh, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden I'm flipping out and I was like, dude, there's a, there's a black spider on my shoulder and like thing like screwed off and I didn't even get to kill it, but Oh my God, it scared the shit out of me.
3: I used to have like, uh, like as far as something that affected me, like I I remember having nightmares after watching jaws, I I would imagine that, you know, I'd, I'd be in the ocean and I'm still kind of freaked out by the ocean now because of stuff like that, but. Yeah, as far as personal experiences, like, I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming about fucking sharks eating me. So,
4: yeah, that movie had a big effect on everyone. My mom, to this day, talks about how she's afraid of the beach because of Jaws. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I, I am legitimately scared of the ocean because of Jaws. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Dude, I remember just, like, watching, like, uh,. Unsolved Mysteries and shit when I was a kid and not being able to... Oh, that show was so scary. Dude, yeah. I would mean, not... Like, dude, like, like everything in that show was scary. Like Either either you watched... Nothing good happened in that show. It was like, holy oh, shit, <laughs> you know? It, it's called Unsolved Mysteries for a reason. Like, holy shit, somebody got kidnapped and we still, we still haven't found them. Or we found a dead yeah. body and it's like, oh shit, dude, I don't want to get kidnapped. Or like, okay, and then a ghost story. Or somebody's getting abducted by an alien and aliens are putting stuff into their butts and they come back and they, <laughs> yeah. and they, and yeah. they it, yeah. oh, and they yeah. remember, like, you know, aliens doing, like, weird sexual things to them. And, like, the aliens were always creepy as fuck, had these huge big eyes and would, like, probe them and stuff. And, like, nothing good happened on that show. Even Robert Stack was scary as fuck, man. Oh, the, <laughs> the music was scary as fuck. How could Ultra Magnus scare the shit out of you? But he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude the, the music the music can you imagine <laughs> <it? get> <laughs> i don't care even if I listened to that music right now and tried to turn off the, 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 the all the lights and go to bed, I would be freaked out even as an adult <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of effect that that move, that that show had on me oh yeah.
3: Yeah, it was so yeah, and, but you would still keep watching it. Oh, yeah, just, totally. You know, you're just a teenager or whatever,'re like, "What the fuck's going on?:
2: <laughs> This <laughs> what, world happened. This world we live in sucks.: Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this Gosh. is totally unsolved. <laughs> but you know what, honestly, the safest thing to do is probably watch Unsolved Mysteries, because you've never heard of a story of like somebody watching Unsolved Mysteries and getting abducted.
3: Right, right. You it, at least have your wits about you.
2: Well, just, can you imagine that story? Like, you know, somebody's actually watching Unsolved Mysteries, and then they get abducted? No, that never happened. Right. It's, it's when you're out and about doing shit. So probably the safest thing you could do is watch Unsolved Mysteries, because none of that stuff will happen to you.
3: You're pretty much asking for it if you don't watch Unsolved Mysteries.
2: <laughs> it's educational. Yeah. Uh.
3: Oh. See, I'm freaking out right
2: now. <laughs> what was that?
4: Unsolved Mysteries music. <laughs> I don't remember that. That was the opening. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, Goosebumps.
2: Yeah, Shield. maybe maybe I'll play that at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Michelle Pratt asks, uh, if you won the lottery, what are some of the things you would do and buy?
4: Hmm. Oh, man. I would really want a pinball machine, maybe like 10 of them. I'm really big into pinball machines. You've just won the lottery, and
2: you're going to buy a pinball machine. Oh, yeah. First thing. First thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy a DuckTales pinball
2: machine.
4: (laughs) I'd I'd probably get the Episode 1 one. That's the last one Bally made before they went
2: bankrupt. Right. Dude, I love pinball machines, too. I definitely own a few of those.
3: Yeah, I would have to probably get one, too. But I, I would say pay off my debt first and foremost and then I would also I would buy the Star Wars original arcade
4: video game. Oh uh, sit down stuff. right. It.
3: I don't need a good house, you know I don't need a fucking hot tub or whatever. Just give me that fucking sit down flying game where you fly into the fucking death star yep. and you're fighting tie fighters. that Give me that. I'll be the happiest man in the world yeah that's all I need the money
2: for <laughs> um, First thing I would do I would quit my job um i' <laughs> yeah i'd buy i'd buy you know i'd have as you know a summer home and a winter home and uh, I'd make sure that I have somewhere warm and dry um for me to go to at all times um, I'd have a movie filter movie theater built into my house. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I'd be over for that.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'd
2: have a, the Star Wars popcorn popping cart, and yes, they do make one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd have an indoor swimming pool. Uh, we'd have a podca- podcast studio with, like, all the latest equipment. Uh, we wouldn't have any issues with recording at all. Green um, screens? Yeah. I'd have uh, <laughs> a Chicago Bulls-themed sports bar, Man Cave, um I'd have a comics library um, Shit. I'd have it like a, I'd have a whole room dedicated to where I could go and read my comics comfortably but with soundproof walls where I wouldn't have to hear the outside world um, uh, I'd have you know a music selection so if I did want to listen to some music as I, as I read my comics I could do so um, I'd own near mint copies of you know some of the books that I'd really want to add to my collection like you know Incredible Hulk you know number 180 through 182 which is like the first arc and first appearance of Wolverine yeah. uh, don't forget Wendigo <laughs> and well, Wendigo <laughs> uh, I'd buy the best copy I could you know of Amazing Fantasy 15 um, mm-hmm. which of course is the first appearance of Spider-Man um and uh I don't know. I there's so much that I would love to do. Uh, you if, can go on and on forever. On and it's on fun. and on, absolutely. I really
4: want a classic Wurlitzer jukebox with the old forty fives inside of it.
2: Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah.
4: Get one of those life size Han Solo and Carbonite replicas. Yes. Yeah, you gotta have one of those. <laughs> absolutely. You ain't shit without that. Yeah, and exactly. a Batcave.
3: <laughs> yeah, and a Batcave. And I would be Batman
4: <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Um, if you'd have the millionaire part down, I'd just have to kill your parents. <laughs>
3: Don't fucking kill my <laughs> parents.
2: God. Oh Man, back to the Unsolved Mysteries.
3: <laughs> yeah. Pop culture leftovers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Alexis Kalanaman, I hope I pronounced your name right. Sounds uh, she says, let's say someone is making a movie based on your life. Who would you want to have as director, producer, screenwriter, score composer, etc.?
3: Um, I would say River Phoenix would be my, who I'd want to play me. I'm not saying I'm like fucking River Phoenix, but he's just one of my favorite, like just, you know, he died real young and he, he always had kind of that adolescent spark, you know, and I, I just think he'd be a cool, like, you know, real deep kind of actor. Not that I'm deep, but still anyway, I'm hyping myself up and yeah, River Phoenix I'd want. um. Uh, the composer, probably George Martin, who did the Beatles, uh, records, who produced the Beatles stuff, you know, he was a classically trained musician, he'd probably write a pretty kick-ass score for my life, which was pretty kick-ass, um, and then screenwritten by Jeff Lindsay, the guy who wrote the, uh, Dexter novels, just because I'm, I get fucking dark sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> nice. just to give me that dark edge, not that I fucking kill anybody, but you right. know, I, I get dark sometimes, and, yeah. uh. I really like those novels, you know, way more than the than, than the actual TV series. But yeah, that's that's what I would do. Who's directing your movie, Jay? Uh, I didn't. I don't have a director necessarily. I, I you know, I don't know. It would have to be somebody. You know, I, I wouldn't want like George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. You know, maybe the guy that uh, did Donnie Darko, something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Because that was my. You know, that was an 80s style film too. And I remember watching that and being like, man. You know, hearing the 80s songs and everything, it just took me back. So, yeah, that's probably who it would be to direct.
4: Oh, shoot. Yeah, this was a hard one for me. I, I would definitely have Sam Raimi direct my movie. Um, John Williams score. He'd do a Damien Lindelof screenplay and uh, have Spielberg produce the thing. You know, my life's that epic. Zack Snyder. Yeah, well, Zack Snyder can stay the fuck away from my movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: not knocking any buildings down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for my my life story, I would have Ed Wood do the whole thing.
3: Oh shit! Oh yes.
2: Um, I think he could make a movie so unrecognizable from my actual life without even trying that it would actually make me want to watch a movie of my life. Yeah, because um, I'm being totally tough. honest here. There are points of my life that I would never want to see again, nor relive, nor remember at all, and let alone see it on film. So. I'll have Ed Wood do it, so it's like I'm watching somebody else's life. <laughs> You'll be like, I never knew I was a crossdresser. Yeah,
5: <laughs> Yeah. Because
2: yeah. yeah. there are yeah. things I just do not want to relive in my life, just shit that I've gone through, and Ed Wood would just fuck it up beyond belief, and I would actually have a good time watching my life again. Um, <laughs> the, and I'd have the score done by Danny Elfman.
3: Oh, awesome. So. Yeah.
2: yeah, but uh, I'd have Ed Wood write, screenwrite, produce everything. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh let's see here. CeCe Chandler asks, if you could have lunch with any comic book creator and or artist, who would it be?
3: Uh for me it's Frank Miller. Um I the greatest gift I ever got was uh I don't remember who gave it to me, but I got a leather bound edition of of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. And um like I never had a Bible before that point, you know, and you get Bibles and it's got like the gold rim mm. on the side. Well, this had like silver fucking lining and everything. And like, it just smelled cause it was leather. Um, and that's really like that, that book impacted me more than anything. Anytime I get in the car, I'd fucking read that. And I I just really want to pick his brain because he was, he was like, even artistically, I really love his style and uh, so as far as like a writer and an artist, it's definitely Frank Miller because he just fucking blew my mind with that. And 300, you know, that was a really good one, too. But, yeah, definitely. I got that book and I was like I wanted to put it in a gold case somewhere and not let anyone ever
4: look at it again. I agree. I would I would go with Stan Lee. Um, you know, he's getting up there, but he's still, you know, very, very lively. And I really want to know, you know what inspired him to make all my favorite characters you know there's so many good ones to find out about you know spider-man fantastic four x-men you know just you know where did all those ideas come from and just really pick his brain about that kind of thing
2: yeah that that was my answer too i'll give another one since i don't want to give you the same answer but yeah stan lee because i mean he's the granddad of all comic creators and He's ninety one, I think now. I mean, he's not going to be around much longer. I'm sure. I mean, we'd love we'd we'd love for him to be around, you know, another another ten years. But uh, you know, um, you know, but he's always we're always hearing about different health concerns. But uh, that's who I'd want to talk to. I just want to pick his brain. But not piggybacking off of your answer, I'd have to say Brian K. Vaughn would be my second. Um, I love his work, anything he's done, you know, why the last man, uh, pride of Baghdad. And and of course, most recently with saga. Um, I'd love to just, you know, talk to him. I would love to have us interview him one day on the show. It would, that would blow my mind, either him or Fiona staples. Um, her, I would love to interview Brian Caveon, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if I, I don't know, I'd probably be really starstruck to interview him. It'd be tough. Um, very tough uh same thing with he's just Sam- a
3: master at this point, you yeah. know,
2: yeah, yeah, I think uh we're going to see a lot of uh, copycats people trying to emulate what he 's doing with saga oh yeah um, you know and um uh, he 's just tapped into another he 's just tapped into another cr- uh, way to create to to uh do world building and, and do and storytelling. That people thought that there were boundaries before, where Brian K. Vaughn's just torn down those walls and said, There are no boundaries. It, right. it, this world can be like our world. It doesn't have to make sense. It, it can, you can just be thrown into a world that I don't have to explain everything. I don't right. have to explain why people talk this way. They just do. And, you know, it's just, he's just, oh, he just blows my mind.
3: He's one of the few writers that doesn't just try to appeal to ADD people, you know, people with short attention span. He's like, we're going to take our time with this, and trust me, it's going to pay off in the end. And it always does. Like, he doesn't let you down. Each issue pays off for me. It's not – go ahead. He's like – he's almost like taking like the novel approach, like where you would write a novel rather than a comic book.
4: Yeah, he's done great television work, too, with just doing the Dome. Yeah. He, he wrote about six episodes of Lost during season three that were just fantastic episodes.
2: Yeah, I'd love to meet him at a con. Um, love to interview him one day. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, I, I, if, it, if it's not Stanley, it's definitely BKV. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. All right, guys, I think we answered pretty much every question that was out there. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys wanted to talk about. I'm glad we brought up Lost on episode 23. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <Yeah>.
4: Still relevant. <laughs>
2: That's one of those shows that I need to pick up. Still, I've never watched oh, an episode of that. Man, Brian, I, I cannot wait till you watch that.
3: Yeah, that'll be fun to talk
2: about. Do you guys know that, that was? I had a uh, TiVo when that came out, and uh, that was one of the shows that I was going to add to my TiVo, and for some reason it didn't record that first episode, so I never picked it up from that point.
3: Oh, Wow. Uh, Well, it's almost better that you can take it at your own pace. It's one of those shows where you're just going to be like,
4: some days I want to watch like 10 of these, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was some of the fun, though, was the week-to-week drag of it all. Yeah. yep.
2: I – oh, yeah, I wanted to let you guys know that I am in season three of Doctor Who. Oh, cool. Uh, And so I'm on my second – I'm on my second Doctor, and I'm on my second companion, Martha Jones. Uh, I'm having a hard time uh, with Martha Jones. I, it's not like I don't like her, but I still am kind of like I really miss Rose Tyler. So um, hopefully that'll I'll get over that. But with each episode, I'm just thinking, man, I wish Rose was still there because I really enjoyed Billy Piper as Rose Tyler. So do they do
3: they have their fiftieth anniversary coming up? Is that what's happening? Yeah, In November uh,
2: November twenty yeah. third. Um, okay, yeah, they're gonna have that. Uh, I I can't wait for that um can't wait uh until they actually have season eight but i i I haven't watched an episode maybe in like three or four days i've been kind of busy with other things but i'll be watching some more episodes this week um i don't i let's see here i'm trying to remember the last episode that i watched i think the last one i watched had the face of Bo in it again his third appearance in an episode and it was a pretty epic episode i really enjoyed it
3: yeah i can't wait to hop on that you guys I, i'm still waiting for my netflix to get
2: back up <laughs> uh, you need to get on it it's so fun and i think uh charlotte Callantine, another listener told me that um it's uh all seven seasons are on hulu plus now
3: oh shit yeah okay well i can watch it on then okay. right yeah that's so you awesome can,
2: yeah definitely check it out on hulu plus then so gosh it's good it's so good like um I was going to, like, knock out all the episodes that I needed to for Arrow, and mm. I've only watched two episodes this week on my vacation because I was busy watching Doctor Who and other stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all right. We're pushing, like, three hours, so. Shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, time to go home and watch the new uh, Once Upon a Time and Amazing Race and go to bed. Yeah. But, you
2: know, now that you've got to meet us a little bit, and a little more about our personal lives, just know that, like, our – Opinions on these things are not like, um, you know, the end all be all of, you know, pop culture in this genre or whatever we're talking about. So if you like something or if you think you have a voice, you can start your own podcast. It's really easy. It's kind of like right now, podcasting is like the wild, wild west of entertainment. I mean, anybody can do it. I remember Dan Hunter, who asked us a question tonight about the horror stuff, he sent me a message like, you know, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. You know, what do I need to do? Blah, 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 blah. And I mean, it's really, it's, I wouldn't say it's like the hardest thing to do. It's actually pretty easy. just buy a mic and and if if anybody out there wants has a voice and they just want to talk, just get a group of friends together. You don't have to do something like this. you can just talk about whatever and it's just really cool like to do this. I'm glad I'm a part of it I, There's people that I'm talking to on Facebook and uh that I would never would have talked to before had it not been for the podcast. so it's really fucking cool. But anybody yeah, can like, do it.
3: It's like that dream come true where you wanted your own radio station when you were a kid. That's what podcasting is. Like, yeah, uh, I pu- agree.
2: Pump up the volume with Christian Slater if you've ever right. seen that movie. <laughs> Love that movie. But like yeah. anybody, <laughs> and, that- yeah, it's a great movie. And like anybody can do what we're doing, and you can say whatever the fuck you want to on these programs, right? There's nobody trying to like say that you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't do this, you can't do that, and it's not regulated, to my knowledge. Um and nobody's making any money off of it except for like, if you go through like a server. Uh, right. but I mean, I love it. I, I, I'm having a good time doing it. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. I mean, if, if you don't like what we're saying on the show and you're just like, man, these guys are jackasses and I don't agree with them, we'll start your own podcast. And then you can find yeah. out that there's a lot of people out there that won't agree with you either. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we can call you jackasses and not agree with right. you. Yeah, I've already had some people uh, you know, not agree with some of the stuff that I've said on the podcast. And it's like, listen, I, I get told all the time at work what I can or can't do. I get told by the government what I can and can't do. I've gotten told by my ex-wife and ex-girlfriends what I can and can't do. I don't need it from people that listen to this show. We're just going to say (laughs) and we're going to feel how we feel. And you're not going to be able to regulate that. You may not agree with it. and You may not even like what I'm saying right now. But this is my only form of freedom. And you guys feel the same way. And we have put restrictions on some of the things that we've said. And I'm going to kind of try to lift that a little bit we just need to be ourselves and say what we need to say and and feel the way we need to feel, Um, you know? And uh, because we're real people. And, uh, you know, sometimes people, like, listeners can say things that maybe hurt our feelings. Like, it kind of, like, bounces off us now. But at the beginning, like, when people criticized us, it kind of got on our our nerves and, you know, we got hurt. But, no, it's like, whatever. If you like our show, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I don't don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, I hope more people like it than don't. And uh, the people that do like it, it's really cool to connect with you guys. So thank you for 23 episodes. I'm glad you got to meet us today. It's awesome.
5: Yeah. yeah
2: can't wait till episode 42. <laughs> episode 42?
4: So, some of our fans will get that. I don't. I don't so. even get it. <laughs> I know a few that will. <laughs> All right, guys. Are they in the army. <laughs> If, uh, if you get that joke, you're you're automatically in the army.
3: Oh, that's
2: bullshit. All right, hey, unless what's, you're Petey. Oh gosh, yeah, dude, that you're uh, going to war with Pete Nene, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude does not like you at all. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I don't like Man of Steel. <laughs> but you know, that's that's hey, you know, if we all agreed on everything on this fucking podcast, it would be boring as shit, dude.
3: Yeah. You We're got, not trying to teach people to conform, just fucking yeah, speak your mind. Yeah. Whatever you believe, you that's know, fine.
2: Yeah, we bag on like, you know, the new Brian Singer Days of Future Past movie. But if you like it, that's your that's your thing, whatever. You're so. fucking wrong, but yeah, if you like it, that's <laughs> fine. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you really like it. It's, <laughs> it's all subjective. Everything that we you know, we just like we said it before, we just want good movies, good comics, and you know, we want we want the best uh stuff out there. So like if you guys like it and we don't like it, we we just let's just agree to disagree and move past that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey. Got,
3: you're opinionated. All right. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No,
2: don't sweat. I'm trying to wrap this show up, but it's wow. Wrap this. <laughs> let's, let's wrap wrap
4: wrap wrap it up.
2: All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you next week. Uh, we're gonna do a gravity review, maybe some news and shit like that. So, sound yes, good? Yes, sir. All right. Later. Later. Later, y'all.
1: ready like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat but it's all been done before we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it's,
4: it's a trap toss it,
1: good to taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party, subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture, leftovers and we the uncool kids what's to say has already been said, leftovers pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers podcast that original and good we have already been done before so we should separate the wheat from the shab. And we the chaff, The crap, even though we're the shit. Woo. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and to toss it, good and taste it, Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, let's embrace the tougherware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over top culture, like leftovers, and with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftover Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture left over It, it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace it Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say already been said. leftovers sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.
4: episode suck a dick
2: all right we're recording cool all right (laughs) and my dog's barking it's storming
3: yeah it's very loud yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey it's brian with pop culture what the fuck happened there Hey, it's Brian with Pop Culture Leftovers. What you just listened to was uh, an excerpt from the, uh... Excerpt? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to sound smart and shit. Hey, Brian with Pop Culture Leftovers here. Real quick, uh, what you just listened to was an excerpt... Exur- Why the fuck did I say that again? Okay, now I'm recording. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, yes. Holy shit. You can still hear me just fine.
3: Everything sounds good, yeah
2: everything sounds perfectly crystal clear on my end
3: yeah i think yep. we
2: figured it out dude sounds good to me i think check check check. yeah it sounds great okay uh definitely too late to record tonight but um what about what about any day this week man
3: yeah i, I still want to talk about this shit so
2: yeah me too and then uh no, Jerry it's eight twenty two. It's just too late right now. Um what about uh what night what night's good for you, man? Uh Wednesday's the best, but I can
3: you know I can work around kung fu if we have to, so I have kung fu Monday, Tuesday, um seven to eight.
2: Okay. No, Wednesday works for me. Okay, cool. Um and then I'm off on Thursday, I can have the episode up by Thursday. Cool. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm down with that. Let's just uh, let it record here for just another. I, I mean, gosh, this is it's it just had to be Skype. It had to be Skype and uninstall, reinstall.
3: Yeah, it's still fine. You aren't cutting out at all. No, I, I can't
2: believe you're still recording. Actually. I know you sound great. Yeah, <laughs> you sound great. Uh, I downloaded it's it's uh, Skype for Windows 8. Uh huh. And the other Skype program I had was just on my desktop. This one is actually on my Windows eight menu. If you haven't okay. seen like this the startup up menu for Windows eight, the start menu for windows eight it's totally different, yeah, and uh so this is you're, like
3: you're not even cutting out when we're both talking, which is crazy
2: so this sounds like really good,
3: yeah, it sounds like no problem,
2: yeah. So. This sounds fantastic, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I know. So I'm not worried about it anymore. You know, at least, you know, gosh, at least we got this figured out. Okay. Yeah, Jeez, yep. oh, it's good, man. Be here. It sounds a lot better. And and it's like you can hear me like right after yeah, I say something.
3: Normally when we're both talking, it's like total cut out. One of us will cut out and you're not even cutting out. Then I can hear you when I'm talking. So, yeah, that's awesome.
2: The, this is blowing my mind because usually it's like I say something and then it's like, okay, hold on, Jay, let's say this. Okay, th- here's the beginning of the show. I want us to do this because this is what yeah. fucks us over every time. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm Jared.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Drew Coleman. The Reserve. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: dude, it never sounds this good. Never.
2: Yeah, it just had to, it. It's. it's uh, I had to uninstall, reinstall Skype. Did you just- oh, thank God! And I okay. downloaded a new version of Skype, Skype for Windows 8, and this sounds perfect.
3: Fantastic. It's just.
2: Fucking- uh- I know. Dude, you would not believe all the shit I did. Like, I spent, like, I didn't do any notes today. Like, I was just, like, uninstalling shit and yeah. fucking, uh, I, I, I downloaded AVG software and I was, like, defragging and all this shit. And, like, well, none of that worked. It, it, was, it was Scott
0: told me he said he's networking for Skype?
2: Yeah, he Skype, was... Skype. Well, why didn't you tell me Skype? <laughs> know, Skype
0: was Skype, Skype. I mean, I didn't
2: do it. He said... <laughs> Well, it's either your network or Skype, and uh, I just happen to bring—I just happen to bring up Skype well, right fuck, now. I didn't
3: think I about just, that either. sounds
2: simple, but I know it's just like I didn't think like like I don't know, just bizarre.
3: That's awesome though. Fuck but that.
2: yeah, so uh, we'll record Wednesday night. I'll make an announcement like on Facebook or something that the episode will be up Wednesday or something cool, or cool. Thursday.
3: I can't wait to talk about this movie. So I
2: it's know. Awesome. I know. So, yeah, at least we both know. we, Dude, there's no way I knew you are going to hate this movie.
3: Yeah, if anyone hates it, they're <laughs> fucking retarded. <laughs> this is like the
2: best movie I've seen all year. Oh,
3: whew, I huh? want to see it Where's again. It? Hopefully I can see it again before Wednesday. Yeah. Because I really want to take it all in again.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, my God, mind-blowing. I, yeah. You know, like when I saw the trailer on TV, um i was just thinking man jay jay would like this <laughs> yeah and so i'm glad it was one of those movies that i chose because
3: i was literally like jaw dropped like yeah. the whole movie i was like this is so good what the fuck i know
2: <laughs> it's like the surprise movie of the year uh, Absolutely. I, I i know it took friday night with uh i think seven million
3: yeah um, Oh, it's doing really well yeah. yeah
2: and uh wow wow what a good movie
1: yeah fuck Huh? What a
2: shitty cop? <laughs> well, no, he was a great cop. Well, great cop. Yeah. So he
1: was like, "Do your
2: fucking job." <laughs> no, he was Hugh awesome. Jackson. No, uh, th- th- there was a time where, like, I thought that he was being. I looked at Jared one time in the whole movie, and I said, "God, he's what a shitty detective." Because, like, she- he wasn't putting two and two together right. with, like, right. with Hugh Jackman and and kidnapping that kid yeah. or the-, the 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 yeah the awesome. Alex and he wasn't putting that together and i was just like you know oh my god i can't believe he's finally just kind of putting this together yeah you know and uh but then after that dude dude was on the fucking ball oh yeah there's so much fucking symbolism in this movie. Well, and there's I, so much, like... And Jake Gyllenhaal is so good. There was nothing Jake uh, Gyllenhaal about his performance. Like, even the facial twitches. Yeah, Did you notice that?
3: Yeah, the eyes. What the fuck? Eyes. I was just like,
2: that is so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, he's... Because like, he never does that in any other movie. Well,
3: yeah, it, it just showed, like, a vulnerability and a nervousness. Yeah, about- it
2: was a tick. It was a nervous tick. Yeah, so cool. <laughs>
3: And he's chewing on fucking toothpicks and yeah, there was so much little shit going on. That's why I want to see it again because it's God, so subtle.
2: He's just him and fucking uh, him and fucking Ryan Gosling. Between the two of them, holy yeah. fuck, awesome actors. Yeah, man. they are.
3: Ugh. Anyway, we'll save that for we'll later. We'll save <laughs> it because yeah, I
2: could talk about it all fucking night too. So oh yeah,
3: did you notice
0: he's his fingers?
2: Yeah, what about the tattoos on his fingers?
3: I know. Well, I know what that means. We'll what? talk about M-A-Z-E that. M a z e on his fingers. He what? had a. He had, there was that? a Masonic ring, and there was the tattoos. We'll
2: talk about that. I so. saw it, but I don't know what any of that means. I know so. what all
3: of it means. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. We'll
2: talk about it. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Hey, dude, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! This actually worked. So we're gonna yes. record on Wednesday night. Awesome. And then from every every week after that, it'll be Sunday. Yeah, this is. This sounds perfect. This will so. get us time to get our notes together too. For sure. All right, man. Cool. All right, man. All right.
0: Later. Bye. When they kept saying "look at the maze, look at the maze," and that's when I seen his.
2: Sorry. Give me one second.